Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Threw you off with the red mic. Yesterday I gave you a heads up. Today I didn't. That's on me. Well, no, it's my fault. I, no, I had the red mic potted up. I forgot to put it in program two for those that like the curtain pulled back. All good. I'd put yellow in two out of just that habit and forgot to put red in two. All that matters is we're off and running here from the U of L College of Business Studios. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Thursday, September 15th. Welcome into 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. We're here once again, three to six today, full week of shows. Actually, do we know? <laughs> we are, but tomorrow. I, I guess it's a good time as I need to tell you we need to be at OG tomorrow again. I figured. Yeah. I figured I put you on this. Like, like when you want it worked to, last week. Like when you want a guest to, to, to come on an extra segment, so you ask him on the air and put him on the spot. <laughs> I'm gonna do this to you on the air. If you want to do a show, if you don't want to, that's fine. Everybody, just remember, it's Mike that's disappointing you. Can we get confirmation <laughs> that it's three to six tomorrow? Like, what are, are we doing? The we are the yes. pregame again, and we're doing the five to six. But it's pre-game. five to six, yeah. not five to six thirty. No, because well, tip offs at set uh, tip off kickoff. It's the same. At, it's same as last week, but there was confusion last week behind well, the scenes. I think the confusion last week was. I, I I guess we had the game time wrong in my mind. Like I thought, I oh, guess the okay. game was. This. So this is your fault. Because <laughs> the person who signed off on it was Dugan, and then I'm in, I'm in the text group. Well, and Troy's like, "Hey, just just so we know, we're off at 6. I'm like, "Well, Dugan said we were six thirty, and then Dugan's like, "I'd say we're off at 6. I'm like, "Well, okay, for some reason, I, got no I, idea. I thought kickoff last week was seven thirty. So that was on you. Yeah. So and it's an hour pregame, so I was like seven thirty. Well, kickoff we'll, last week was it seven thirty? It's the exact same as this week. No, it's at seven. No, it's at seven thirty, buddy. I guess they have an hour and a half pregame. Then I thought it was only an hour. Hour and a half. Okay, yeah. then so now then yeah. it was okay. Then I was then I was right. Maybe I thought it was at eight then last week. Everything's the same this okay. week as last week. Six seven thirty kickoff. So we are again. Yeah, we go right into Rogers at six. Originally, this was scheduled for we seven. We had the baton off. They moved it back to seven thirty. So this and that was months ago. So. Okay. Not sure if that were, that's where you got confused, but okay. Probably because probably last time I paid attention was a few months ago. You can hear all the action tomorrow <laughs> night on our sister station, 970 WGTK. You can also hear the 5 to 6 hour of the Mike Rutherford Show on 970. We'll be on 96.1 and 1450 as well, but we'll be getting you ready for kickoff. Huge game, of course, 730 ESPN, Louisville and Florida State. we got plenty to talk about on that front and today. If, if you're like Satterfield, you can just listen to the Big X, so we'll have St. X football in there. Because Satterfield's all about high school on Friday night, you know. He is. We don't need to grow about that. I, I said yesterday, I don't mind the comment. I don't mind it, but I can still make. I can still poke fun at it, right? Why not? Who's the next play tomorrow night? Uh, Cynics and uh, they played the uh, team Manual played. I guess it was our elder. 
The Bay Elder. Yeah. That'll be a big one. On the road. Manuel plays LaSalle from yeah. uh, the team Trinity played last week. And then, of course, the big game locally tomorrow will be Trinity Mail. Will that be our high school game of the week? Or, You'll have to tune in to find out tomorrow when we do our pick segment. Or will be Wagner traveling to Eastern? It could, Wagner Eastern could be on the board That's again. That's a big one. I mean, Wagner... I don't By the way, Wagner lost. We didn't bring we didn't bring it back up after we talked about it on Friday. How it was in the contest for the game of the week. They, they did lose forty five. No, to six no. Well, they they kept it close for a minute, but the final, as you mentioned, spoiler was what forty five to six. Forty five to six. I think at one point it was ten to six though. So I feel like, <laughs> I'm like the, the the UK fans took the picture of the Alabama scoreboard when it was six to three. Hey, why not? You can do the tweet that everybody, every college basketball person does, or at least used to do before UMBC beat Virginia, which is like if the 16 seed scored before the before the one seed scored, you'd be like, stop the game right now! It's like two to nothing, and then you know it got old very quickly. People don't underestimate how good Seneca really is. (laughs) They don't don't know what. Not enough people talk about the Red Hawks national. They are a sleeping giant amongst the. The, the, the hardcore fans. They did beat Trinity in 03. They did. Uh, we got plenty to talk about besides that. We had <laughs> we had Kenny Payne and John Calipari sharing the stage last night at an event. We got some sound from that that I want to play because Kenny said some, there was a funny moment that has gotten the, the majority of the headlines. But Kenny Payne also said some things that I think caught Louisville fans' eyes. One that he's repeated constantly. One that was a little bit new. So we can talk about that. Uh, we've got... Mark Stoops potentially getting a statue in in Kentucky. I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. We've got I, I want you mentioned doing this earlier this week, and I think it's it's perfect for this. Somebody tweeted at us a list of slang that the kids are using yeah. these days. You were like, I want to see how many of these I, I can recognize. I'm not that much better than you are these days. We're both old. I, I kind of want to see how much I can recognize. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have not looked at this list. I haven't I, either. I, I saw the tweet and I, I did. I did. I, I clicked on it, and glanced at it, but I did not like read it enough to. Have any recollection of what they were? So I this I'm going into this honestly. We got some Florida State talk because FSU fans are quick spoiler for what we're going to talk about. Extremely confident about this game. I feel like nationally, it be, though. nationally, well, I mean they're two point favorites. Nationally, nobody really knows what to make of this game. How good is LSU really? You know, what do you make of Louisville? Louisville fans certainly don't know what to do with it. But Florida State fans, they think they know. They think they're. They've got this game figured out. Not only is FSU going to come in here and win, they're going to win handily. We'll talk about some of those predictions coming up. And then we'll start uh, right now. Also, Thornton Sex Line, of course. We'll hear from you, 502-414-1450. Download that Refreshing Rewards app. Stop into any one of the 65,613 area Thornton's locations. Grab a... Can they close some from yesterday? No. Number should go up, not down. It goes all over the place. If you're not figured, I've been doing this for 12 months. I know. It's usually We've got Thornton's Donuts in the kitchen, <laughs> by the way, Trevor. You can grab one for yourself if you want. Yeah, you got you get a donut in there. Uh, if you want a Thornton's Donut, you're going to have to stop it for yourself. But you can save money with that and at the pump with the Refreshing Rewards app. And then text us at 502-414-1450. I do like that I – so I, I seamlessly cut in the, the carpool line today to get in here. I was going to go in the – my usual route is to go in the exit. But I saw, like – a bus was coming out of the eggs. I'm like, well, son of a like, this is terrible. <laughs> nice catch, though. It way. was exactly the same time as yesterday when I got in here and got held up. But there was a nice little gap right there, just split right through it, pulled up right next to you. And the first thing that I hear is, should not have eaten that ice cream at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, was... That's how we started the day here at Big X <laughs> Studios, at UofL uh, College of Business Studios. That's yeah, I was regretting it a little bit this this morning slash afternoon slash half an hour ago. I'm glad. <laughs> that was... It's not too bad. Just I, 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 was this part of the Graders hundred dollar order? Yeah, it was the last one on the list too. It was uh, what you say for last? It was the cookies and cream. Cookies and cream, delicious. That's my go-to. Well, I, the thing was waffle cone. Well, no, chocolate thing, covered waffle. The thing cone. was, I actually had two of them though. 
So because I ordered a, the uh, the uh, black cherry. Black like raspberry chip? Yeah, and it's the indulgence one that's like a, like a dollar fifty more. Black raspberry chip is so good. I love it. And then they called me when I ordered, and they were like, we're out of that. Can we give you another indulgence? I'm like, uh, which ones do you have? Like, we have, we have something and cookies and cream. I was like, give me cookies and cream. There you go. So I had two of them. That's why I, had, that's why I ended up going last. But uh, I guess I got to put a new order in for the weekend. It's lasting another two weeks. Oh, by the way, I almost touched you. The, remember we talked about the the only flavor I haven't had is the Bearcat one. Yeah, and it does do it. have the logo on it. Yeah, it's actually a vanilla with uh, chocolate chip and cookies in it. Sounds good. It does actually sound really good, but they put the freaking mascot on the cover. Put the logo on there. You can't do it. Yeah, it, it's the. I mean, it's the mascot too. On top of it, I don't want to look at that. We start today though, outside of ice cream talk. We start today though with uh, volleyball from last night. I don't know if you had a chance to watch Trev. Did no, you? I did. I did wa- you good? I, I watched. I turned. I, I did turn it on when it was already tied one one. So you, you started I watching. I turned the third on third set. set. That's it was, fine. I think it was like five to six or something early in third set, and uh, the rest of the time I was basically giving uh, Mr. Curran updates while he was updating us on the radio. And a boy, he was in St. Paul, so he was unable to really watch it. Uh, I know he's disappointed. He's a big volleyball fan, big obviously a fan of UL women's UL sports as well. And uh, so we, I was kind of keeping him up to date on it and getting into it and getting pumped. We mentioned this yesterday on the show, but this was just the fourth time in 25 years that ESPN has had a regular season college volleyball match on the big network, on, on ESPN. And I love Katie George, who was on the call last night, doing She was like, she's like, not ESPN2, not ESPNU, <laughs> not ACC Network, not SEC Network, ESPN. And it was a great showcase. I had to watch it on mute, unfortunately. Uh, so. it, was, it, was, it, was such a, it was a wonderful showcase, not just for – for Louisville and Kentucky and the rivalry and volleyball in the state of Kentucky, but really college volleyball overall. And I loved seeing one of my favorite things. By the way, Louisville won. We should, we should start with that. We'll leave with that. Louisville won in five sets. It was great. Give Kentucky credit. I thought they were going to beat them in four. When, when, they, when, they came back that, point. when they came back in that third set, I thought they were going to – me and Nick both thought that, that Kentucky's kind of heart had been kind of stomped on a little bit. They, they, they were going to – they they took the mental blow, but then they came back in that third, that fourth set and uh, showed, showed, some, showed some heart. Yeah, what I was going to say is it was very cool to see not just Louisville fans, not just Kentucky fans, but like all over the country there were these tweets being sent out of like girls who were big into volleyball, like 9, 10, 11-year-olds staying up late to watch the game on ESPN and, and like having their eyes glued and like giving a thumbs up. It was just cool to see yeah. like the, the guy here, uh, his name is, his last name is Kessler. I saw his tweet. I retweeted it last night. He's talking about his, his – he's got two daughters who are very big into volleyball and he showed a video of them like cheering and going nuts after every point and all this stuff. And he's like, it's just validating for them to see this thing that they care so much about on national TV, like being the primetime sport for at least one night. And it was it was awesome to see. As you mentioned, you know, Louisville drops the first set. I think Anna DeBeer after the game, she said it was it was a little bit nerves early on. Like it was a crazy environment in their Memorial Coliseum. It's a small venue and it's packed and they're right on top of you. The you picture. A bunch of you, bro kids in their underwear see, and tank tops yelling at you. I don't know if you saw the picture. I think it's Amaya Tillman is serving for L. And there are these three nerdy, just douchey looking dudes like right in her face, like screaming at her with eyes, like right behind her as she's serving. Like that's, it has to be a little bit jarring. It was also, I could, I could have done without the 19 times the camera going to them and having to see them adjust themselves. I didn't see that. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't watching for it. Uh, but Louisville comes out. <laughs> it was like watching a baseball game. I was listening to a baseball game. They drop the first set 25-20. They look a little bit nervous. They come out in the second set. Nerves are gone. They dominate UK, 25-15. Uh, yep. Then, like you mentioned, the third set is where it starts to get really competitive. UK actually has a set point. UofL ended up here a huge kill. They end up winning that set 26-24. And like you said, I, I sort of thought, here we go. Like, we, like now the, the cream's rising to the top. 
we're going to flex a little bit on these guys. And we we get up on, the, on them in the well, four set. Well, Kentucky we're was, in total control. Yeah, because Kentucky was up by four. I think they were up like 22-18 or something. In I that think set. you're right. It was a big comeback. And Kentucky came back. I mean, yeah, Louisville had been trailing that entire set. They they trailed the entire set when I turned it on. They were losing. They were trailing. And they trailed the entire way until they ended up taking the lead. I think 23-22, I think it was. And then, yeah, you right. You had to write score 26-24. And that's when I was UK like. UK had a set point. Yeah, and I was like, you, they've got you. They've got them. Like, they mentally, I think, UK looked a little distraught. Right. And the reverse happens in the fourth set. Louisville yeah. seems like they're in control. They're up, I believe, 22-18, same About score. the same time, yeah. And then they actually have a match point at 25, uh, at 24-23. And um, De Beer puts the serve into the net. That's, is, that, is that like the, I mean, that's. That's just airballing the, the game winner, right? Almost a little bit in a way. It's not that bad. I mean, you know, UK had a bunch of service errors last night. It just it happens sometimes. It but, is bad though. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it, well, it's not good to lose okay. a point without even having a chance. <laughs> uh, UK ends up winning the next two points. They go on to take the set twenty six twenty four, and you're kind of thinking, nah, place is going nuts. We're a little bit deflated, and then it's back and forth in the fifth set. U of L flexes. They win fifteen to eleven. It's a fantastic showing. I've got three main thoughts. I don't even know if you knew this one. Volleyball, probably not. Well, but this an inside. Th- I don't know if you were paying attention. You weren't listening to the announcer. I don't know how much you were like following along on social media. But our mutual friend, Zach McCrite, was one of the refs for this match. No, Big Easy was a line judge for this match. No, I mean I'm not surprised. I'm, I know how big into volleyball he yeah, was. And, he was and there. He was, he was. I know he coaches and does you know at a high level. I believe in Southern Indiana. Maybe he still does or doesn't. But he did it one. He was point. making some of those questionable calls. Was he now? He was he the guy in the chair? No, not the chair up. He was the line judge. Well, I wish I'd known that. I would have been paying more attention. I, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to, I mean, the, for those that maybe don't remember, he has lost a lot of weight. He looks tiny. He, he does look tiny. I, mean, I don't think anybody's in, it, confusing us for each other anymore, like back in the day when I, when it happened to me. But I just, yeah, I, I wish I'd known that. I, I can't, see, the problem was is I was kind of trying to stay off Twitter because I was watching it, and I wanted to watch Dynamite when I got home. And I didn't want any spoilers off Twitter for Dynamite, so I was kind of being mm. off the social media thing while watching the game, and so I did not know that. But man, I wish I had. That was he was cool. one of the refs. So That's awesome. Did he make? Did he made. Was he okay? Did he make the right calls? Well, it leads, me to, leads me to point two. The moral costume one. I didn't realize this. There's no air conditioning there. Oh, I, I figured that out when the, the five minutes into the broadcast, the uh, the the soror- the uh, the fraternity bros in their underwear kept showing the the temperature the. Uh, the thermometer and, and right. so yelling, so I kind of figured that out. No air there, so moral costume, good with the times. But then also, they had no cameras like on the lines. So in volleyball, you're allowed, you get a certain amount of challenges every set. Yeah. And there were several questionable calls, again, on both sides. Both, bad calls on both sides. And the cameras, they would show the replays on ESPN, and you couldn't tell because they, they didn't have cameras set up like on the lines. So you would see, and every single review... You're like, yeah, it kind of looks like that's out. It kind of looks like it should be called, but you can't, you know, you have to have what indisputable evidence is the, is the key phrase to overturn the call. And so I felt bad the poor, like, like Cherump would have to go to Danny Busboom Kelly or the UK coach and be like, we can't, can't see. And like, they would keep like throwing their hands up. They're like, I'm right here, right in front of me. The call was bad, but there was no indisputable. Like, get with the times, Memorial Coliseum. What, what? If you're going to host a match that's going to be nationally televised on ESPN, one, get air conditioning, two, set up cameras on the damn lines. First of all, the no AC doesn't help like the national stereotype. Like, oh, well, look at Kentucky; they got no AC. All their guys just sit around their underwear, no shoes, and yada yada yada. I did. I can't help, and that makes me upset because I mean, from on a mute, watching it on mute and a visual, it looked like a pretty cool setup. Like, I mean, and I know obviously it's a cool gym. Yeah, I mean, it looked nice. I mean, I didn't. I had no idea. Now I didn't notice the camera angles partially because 
I half time I wasn't sure if they were in timeout or they were doing a review. I don't know volleyball rules enough. Really, I'm like, I, I, I you, you know me. I'm <laughs> Nick. At one point, was asking me who, who's the setter for this year, this game. I'm like the alley oop person. You know, like I still, I still not really familiar with the the terms and everything, but. I uh, I did not notice the I didn't notice that, but that's, that's come on. You're supposed to be the 13th team in the country. This is why we can look at you as a Mickey Mouse champion. It's a national championship winning program. Yeah, Techn- I mean seriously, Mickey Mouse championship, but technically they won one. Third thought. Can't get an extra camera. I mean, third thought. <laughs> there is, and this is another reason why you didn't know this because you weren't you didn't have the volume on last night. UK's I, she seemed to me like their best player. I don't know if UK fans agree with this. Their best player is a Rutherford. Oh, I saw you tweet that. I think. Don't care for that one bit. Well. Don't do not care for that at all. <laughs> I turned the match on. It was like part. It was like halfway through the first set. I thought I heard it, and like I wasn't really paying it that much attention then. And then I, I keep hearing her just like she's destroying us. And like Rutherford, Rutherford. I was like, no, this is not allowed. I thought we ended with, with Rod Rutherford, the Pittsburgh quarterback back in the day. You, if you're going to be a Rutherford, if you're going to be a star athlete, you've got to go to Louisville. You certainly cannot go to UK. Did not sit well with me one bit. I was not a fan. Just be happy. I mean, at least you got it. When I, I mean, I'm not, the closest I get to a Kelsey's not even spelled the same way. Is there a famous Kelsey? Like, I feel like. Well, Pat no. Kelsey was the Winthrop basketball coach. He's very good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was watching the game until my mom was like, "Are we related to him?" <laughs> like, no, mom, and no, we're not related to Keith Kelsey either. Just to remind you, uh, <laughs> that might be. Yeah, the, Keith Kelsey was great. Keith Kelsey, yeah, was was the linebacker. I can't. I don't know. I mean, in there, like, I think there's a Kelsey like on the WNBA that's really good this year. But, I mean, that's her first name, not her last. Well, yeah, that doesn't count. That's the closest I get. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've had a president, Rutherford B. Hayes. Not the same last Kelsey name. Kelsey Grammer. I mean, that Trump's president, by the way. Doesn't work. Frazier Trump's president. But, uh, yeah, there's not been a last. So be, be at least appreciative that there's another. I mean, you've got musicians and, and star volleyball players named after you that are related. Is she related to you, by the way? No. Third cousin, maybe, on the, on the dad's side? Uh, she's black, so... Yeah. <laughs> Some, this always happens when you ask about people being related. I have to be like they're very, very different. Looking. Hey, I had this conversation. My mom kept asking me if Keith Kelsey was related to us. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, Bob. He's from Florida. Well, that doesn't mean thing. I'll keep going then. Not close. <laughs> but says Danny Buspin Kelly, and I mean, it was just it was a nice little midweek. I, I know that you know some people listening are probably like volleyball. Come on. It was a nice little midweek. First of all, volleyball on TV is awesome. If you have Trevor fell into it last year. If Trevor well, watches it in third person, yes. I think a lot of Louisville fans last year jumped on the train. A lot of UK fans two years ago probably did the same thing and realized how fun it's fast paced. There were a little too, too many timeouts. I thought like in the, in the last set they kind of clunked up the the flow of the game. But it's fast paced. It's not overly difficult to like figure out the scoring. It's not like tennis where you're like, what the hell is love? Like, why is it deuce? Like, what's advantage? It's pretty straightforward. The only thing that confused people last night was the fifth set only going to 15. Um, but it's it's, it's, it's well, a great TV product, <laughs> and it was nice to see it showcased on a national stage. And it was a nice little Wednesday, middle of the week, getting ready for FSU football. Like, appetizer. It was just and always also like watching Louisville be conducting anything. It could be tiddlywinks. I'm going to get excited about it, especially if it's nationally televised. It made Wednesday night a much better night. It did. Uh, and, you know, I'd forgot. I'd actually, I actually, I think I complained about that 15 thing last year during the tournament. I think you did. Because it's stupid to have your fifth and final set going go 15. That's just dumb. They're just I mean, trying to speed up things. No. Didn't, didn't, no, it's just stupid. They need to change it. It's a dumb rule. And I'd forgotten about it. And it, yes, it confused me again last night because I was like, they're celebrating. I'm like, why are they celebrating? They just got 10 more points. I liked it last night. I mean, I was like, to me, I was like, wait a second. Well, yeah, because the game was going, yeah, it's, Streaming long, I was curious about that. 
be there post bats game at one point, but uh, but yeah, it's it's just a fun thing to watch. Even when I, like you're right, I mean, I, now am I going to you know be flipping through the channels and likely run across a, a matchup in the Big Ten or, or ACC on one of their networks? Am I going to sit and watch the whole match? Short of it being U of L, no. But I'm. But if it's your team, but but honestly, it's at a this point, even even if it's not U of L, I might stop and watch like a set or not a set, but even just like a couple, you know, you know, back and forth here and there for five minutes. It's the most, which is more than I ever would have done two years ago. For sure, it's fun. And well, I mean, I mean, it also helps that they're very very good. I mean, I know we lost uh, Tory Dilfer and we lost Anna Stevenson from last year, but you've got a lot of key members from that team that only lost one match the entire year back. I mean, Claire Chaussee last night was was fantastic. My Tillman's very, very good. Anna DeBeer's back from last year. Anna DeBeer's back. Because I remember. I she's a local girl. Every time you said her name, I got Inda God DeVita stuck in my head. Inda DeBeer, baby. Don't you know that I love you, sweetheart? That's not, how does that? <laughs> Anna DeBeer, How does Anna DeBeer sound like in the Garden of Eden? <laughs> I don't know. My mind the syllables and word. words aren't even at all the same. But it, but it sounds good when I sing it, doesn't it? Now it's going to be stuck in my head every time. Anna, 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 Anna DeBeer, baby. Every time now. You've You're going to serve it right, Stop. sweetheart. Stop. <laughs> but props to the U of L. They moved to uh, eight and one now on the season. They're number three in the country. UK dropped its third match. Louisville now. Losers. They get ACC play starts next week. Before they do that, they're going all the way out west on Saturday. It's going to be a Cardinal versus Cardinals matchup against Stanford. It's 10 p.m. on the East Coast uh, when I think ACC Network Extra will have. Uh, if you have ESPN Plus, you can watch it via <sighs> there. Actually. The extra thing it's even yeah. dumber than going 15 only in a, in a fifth set. But Stanford is a is a perennial powerhouse program, and Louisville's been playing really, really tough non-conference schedules in recent years to get ready for the tournament. So this will be a nice little final tune-up before they dive head-on into uh, to ACC play, which starts, I think, next Friday against Miami. I feel this is the first time any of our teams have played Stanford since the 2013-ish year. So this could be our first chance at revenge for ESPN for doing the year of the Cardinal but putting Stanford in the information. Oh, yeah. That was so bad. It was so annoying, wasn't it? Like, also... I mean, you're doing the year of the card, and you don't even put the right info in the... I mean... That was bad. Also, if you go back and watch the... I haven't watched it since it like originally aired, but Keith Jackson horribly messed up some of the pronunciation. Tom? Tom Jackson, who I... You now I messed his name, his name up. up. Yeah. Tom Jackson horribly messed up the pronunciation of somebody, like one of the athletes' names in the, like the first five minutes. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. I think it was a baseball player who just didn't know or somebody who was like, like legends, like, and he just like butchered it. It's been like, so long since I watched that, too. I was like, we're off to a rough start here, guys. This is, this is not going great. <laughs> I just remember having it on my DVR. I lost it off my old DVR, which, I mean, then I'm sure I can find it somewhere on YouTube or something, but... I just remember this girl was just hanging out when she was looking through my DVR. And after she was wondering why I had the uh, the costume ball episode of Saved by the Bell still on my DVR. Nice. Which, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, who doesn't? It's a great Screech episode. Is an astronaut? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was talking about the one where, where Kelly hooked up with Jeff and dumped Zach. Oh, I think there's, there's still. No, no, that's a different. That was the the, uh, the, the, the hoedown dance, I think. The ho- No, the costume ball was the, the breakup. Oh, he went to Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, but the other question she wanted to know is why is there a thing on Stanford you have in here? And I'm like, it's not about Stanford. <laughs> it's, it just sent you into a rage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, I, I'm okay with the explaining why I have why Zach, the Zach and Kelly episode because, you know, it's, it's a great it's episode. Classic. It's a classic. But, you know, I had trouble, harder time to explain why there's a Stanford when it wasn't really Stanford. Uh, before we take a break here, also, it's a sad day for me personally. Oh, you sound like in a good mood, though. I am, but. So, yeah, okay, go on. Roger Federer's calling it a career. I thought he retired like a decade ago. He didn't. 
He's still been. I saw that, and I was. It was one of those moments where, like, he's still playing. He was. He's been hurt a lot the last couple of years. Isn't he like fifty? He's forty-three, which is why it's sad. Like, he's like our forty-one. He's like our. He started. He's like our sports dad. Like, he just well, reminds me of. He's, he's always going to be there. It felt like a constant. We're losing him and Serena in the same year. He's playing the Labor Cup at the end of this year, and he's not going to play anymore. I thought we would at least get like one final Wimbledon out of him, and it's not going to happen. I. Dude, do you want me to queue up taps again? I'm kind of sad, man. I mean, I didn't. Uh, again, I, I just didn't hit me because I didn't think. I thought he retired so long ago. I, I had no idea he was even still competitive. I also thought he was a lot older than that. He's 41. I mean, he's, he's been, my age. That's amazing. I, I mean, when you think about like mo- in past eras, like tennis greats have retired typically in their 20s. At the, at the very latest, early 30s. The, early 30s. He's winning Grand Slams in his late 30s. Well, he's not. This is not tennis. Isn't the only sport where we're seeing athletes go well long for sure, where we ever expected them to be at least at a competitive. You know, and we saw you saw older athletes in the past, but but tennis never. Yeah. And, no, and so no, right tennis now. was yeah. Tennis and gymnastics was one of those things like your window. It was like Menudo. Once you hit puberty, you're out. Gymnastics is still, it's kind of that way. It, yeah. It's gotten better. Like, you know, Simone Biles stayed an amateur for a long time. But yeah, but she was still only like, man, she's still like in her late 20s. Yeah, yeah. Like, like there's, you don't have any, besides like in, in some foreign countries, you don't have like any Olympians that are in their 30s or late 20s. For Why matter. is that? I don't know. Uh, I mean, is it the the, the, the the feet get too big for the balancing beam? I mean. It's probably they just want to do other things with their life because the sport's creepy as hell. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably why they move on. But Federer, I was hoping, you know, I, I, I when we got to 2017 and he had that big gap and the injuries had started taking in, I just wanted him to win one more Grand Slam. He ended up winning three. He won Wimbledon in 2017. He won the Australian in 2017 and 2018. And like that was awesome. Of course. And then, of course, I wanted him to win like, like one more. And he came so close. He should have beaten Djokovic a couple years ago. Uh, in the Wimbledon final. That guy's an NBA MVP and a tennis player? What? That guy's an NBA MVP and a tennis player? Djokovic, not Djokovic. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Novak Djokovic is going to be the, probably the all-time leader in Grand Slams, which sucks. I hate him. But uh, Federer was the best. Always handled himself. Like You never heard one bad thing about him. Everybody loved him. I got to see him uh, live. Like I was glad we went. We went to the, the Cincinnati Masters tournament, which is always before the U.S. Open a few years ago, and actually saw a Federer-Djokovic final. Oh. And then hung around afterward to see him and, like, you know, get his autograph and do all that stuff. And it was just very cool. And, like, in hindsight, you never know how much time you have left to see, like, greats like this. And could not be happier that we jumped on that opportunity because I would have felt terrible if I hadn't seen him play at least once in my life. Was, was it Federer or Sampras that, Sampras that was the most dominant one on clay? That's not at all. It's right now. He's still. Oh, that's not all. Didn't one of them, like, either, was, they didn't dominate. Didn't one of them, just, like, struggle on clay then or something? Well, it all just beats everybody on clay. So Clay is, like, the French Open. And, clay is the French. Is it the only one that's clay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which one did Sampras dominate then? Sampras dominated grass, like Wimbledon. Okay. Which is kind of what Federer is, too. Federer is, like, Sampras. Serve volley, big time. Sampras doesn't still play, does he? No. Sampras has been. Re- Sampras retired when he's, like, 28. Okay, like everybody else did back in the well, day. Well, I mean, I had I I didn't think I thought it'd be a dumb question to ask that, but then again, I thought Federer retired like a decade ago. So no, Federer was. I, I mean, mean, nobody's dominated tennis more than Federer did for that that brief period of time before like Nadal came of age and then Djokovic came, and now it's been the big three forever. And now it's finally starting to turn a little bit. And it's Djokovic and somebody else. Who's it's, the other? Who's, well, Nadal's still very good. Okay, Djokovic is still very very good. How he's, old are they? Uh, I mean, Nadal is like. He's probably, what, 37? Djokovic, I think, is like 34, 35. So they're up there. They're getting up there, and now you're getting this new wave, which everybody's been waiting for for like 15 years. But uh, Djokovic, still, he's still the best player in the world. There's no question about it. And he, you know, everyone's celebrating the uh, the Alcaraz kid from Spain winning the U.S. Open. I mean, Djokovic, if he'd been allowed to play, probably 
it would have been the was favorite. That, you say kid, so he is young. Is he's he, 19. Oh, that was my next question was going to be when's the last time we had like a a kind of a, a champion of, of, of under 21. So that would be this year. That's him. Yeah, the, the new wave is kind of starting was, to take over a little bit, but it's Djokovic still has a few years left. Where, and Nadal's not going to lose on clay anytime soon, I don't I think. I kind of like the Alcatraz guy. That's, I've always He's liked good. I like Alcatraz. He's very good. I've been there. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we can read a couple of texts at 502-414-1450. We'll also start talking a little bit about this, uh, this Kenny Payne, John Calipari thing last night, and maybe a little talk about the FSU game. We're only, man, what? 28 hours away from kickoff. Is that right? I'm liking these Friday night games already. It feels like we're getting into a nice little rhythm. It is, especially when you win, it makes you be able to enjoy. I mean, yeah, me more than you because you've got the family and everything. But like, in, just sit back and like not have any stress on Saturday football. It is nice. That's kind of nice thing about having Monday night football for the Eagles is I can sit back on Sunday and not have to like, like be upset if we lost in the one o'clock and be just like mad watching the rest of the one o'clock games in the four o'clock. Like, I can just go stress-free the entire day. It's like I said Monday. It's like being able to watch the NCAA tournament after your team's already advanced. You just you sit back. You're like, oh, now I get to watch the madness unfold. Another, like, day and a half before I have to start getting freaked out again. Yep. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll roll on here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X is the Mike Rutherford Show. Welcome back in. Rutherford Show Thursday. 14.50 a.m. one FM. Again, 7.30 kickoff tomorrow on ESPN. You can also hear all the action on the new home of U of Athletics, 970 WGTK, our sister station. Also a reminder, if you're making it out to Cardinal Stadium, wear red. It is a red out. They're going to honor Michael Bush's jersey as well. I saw, I don't know if you've seen the video, Trev. They, they put a, the U of L football Twitter account, put out a video of Scott Satterfield. He, like, messaged all Louisville fans. I'm like, here we go. He's going to, like, rip his shirt off. He's, he's going to do something crazy. Like, give me something out of the box, Scott. And he's like, hey, it's Coach Satterfield. Excited to see all you guys at the game tomorrow night. And wear red. And I was like, damn it, Scott. I was like, I was like give me a little bit something more. I, okay, this is going to come off sounding more like off piggybacking the fact that I'm, I'm kind of anti-color outs at this point. They're, you are. You hate fun. I mean, I don't hate it. It's just, it's just We need to give it a break for, like, five years because they're, they, they're just overused. And I know there's a there's, on one hand it's a you know primetime game you know you got Michael Bush coming in so it does like you would think a color out would be perfect but am I the only one finds it weird to do a red out when you're playing a team that also wears red? Well, they don't wear red. They wear, I know it's a burgundy, but yeah, still, it's, it's, I mean, it's close enough. My my issue with the red out is the team's not really wearing like and Florida State fans have jumped all over this too, but I thought the same thing. Like, we're wearing black helmets and black pants. Okay, then do a blackout at least. I, I mean, thought if we are going to have a red out, we would all wear all red. And this uniform combination, Kelly Dickey, I'll, I'll give him credit for the, the stats. He always keeps track of our records in various uniform combinations. Makes a better person than I am. We had <laughs> never worn this before Scott Satterfield got here with, you know, red tops, black bottoms, black helmets. And we've done it four times now under Satterfield. Three and one. Had not lost in this combination until the, we wore it for the, the first responders bowl last year against Air Force. And, and, I, and I like that combo with jerseys, by the color combo. I, I like I like it on the surface, but it also just makes me think that I'm watching NC State or Cincinnati. Yeah, I we mean, look way too much like not Louisville. Well, try try watching on the game on a crowd and be like, why is everybody supporting uh, Florida State in red? 
But again, for, for, it's not red. Nobody, nobody mistakes for it's close for enough red. to red. It's not. You don't need to. You, no, this, see, I, I, this is another reason why the color outs are dumb. I mean, I, I don't think I, I've ever seen a Florida State game where I've been like, oh yeah, they're all wearing red. It just, I don't, I don't see that. Did you say burgundy? You, you it's, yeah, because that's the color. But it's still a, what's burgundy? A shade of red, right? I feel like it's more closer to purple. <laughs> don't you? I don't know if you're being serious. No, I'm being or, serious. Are you just trying to avoid avoid being like, oh yeah, it is a shade of red. <laughs> burgundy. Well, see, yeah, I mean, it's you're right. It's, clo- it's closer to red than purple for sure. Right, I'm looking yeah. at it now. Yeah, I, mean, I assume it's. it's now red. that I look at it, it does look more red than I was thinking in my mind. And I guess, like I said, I guess you, if you're, ha- if, if you're, you know, back against the wall and you want to do a color, I guess you could do black. But they do wear black as well at Florida State. They wear black a lot. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. This is like, I get you want to do it because it's a Friday night game and and, and, and it's Michael Bush. You want to do a cut, but it doesn't seem. It, it, you're playing a team that wears the three same colors you do pretty much. See, I like doing the red out for this game more than I like because they, you know, we typically do it for senior night. Whether it's UK or whoever we play in the last, like in odd yeah. years when we're playing in Lexington, we'll do it for the last regular season game. But our last senior night this year is NC State, and that's you know they're same red as we you are. Can't, yeah, exactly. Again, you, so can't you can't do, do it. For, I wouldn't do it for that game either. Yeah, I mean, so they want to do something big for this game. You could have done it for. I'm good with it. Well, I guess we were the we on the road last week, though, so you could have done it last week. Um, I mean, what other games are there this, this that you could do a color out for that? Also, FSU is not burgundy. The text line is letting us know they're garnet and gold. Oh. It's burgundy, people. I knew that that color. Yeah, garnet looks way is way less red than burgundy. It's burgundy. You you can fancy it up with whatever title you want from the crown fat box of a thousand colors, but it's burgundy. Okay, I'm going back to my old stance. I feel good about the red now. <laughs> it's what, what it's crowning. We don't actually wear red. We wear a crimson. Yeah, they're garnet and gold. Um, which is it? I mean, I like how you again. You just use the voice. Like, just, <laughs> Completely trying to deflect that they're two different colors. No, I'm not deflecting the, the different colors. I'm deflecting. I'm mocking the people who are like, it's, it's not burgundy. It's, it's burgundy. Well, dude. it's not. It's di- it's a different color. It's burgundy. Uh, I think it's maroon. I mean, we could have done a red out for Pitt. That'd have been good. Yeah. I this mean, is a, this is a bigger game. I mean, I, real. I mean, other than the fact that I mean, Pitt's ranked though. Florida State. State. Ask the average fan who they're more excited to play. Florida State or Pitt or Wake Forest. I don't care if Wake Forest and Pitt are ranked. It's Florida State. This is the bigger draw to the average fan. I know, but it's the game. And it's the first home game. It's a Friday night. It's like this kind of – I feel like this game is going to set the tone for the rest of the season. We've, I don't, we've I don't, resetted things enough. We've, we've sort of re- re- reworked the bad mojo from the Syracuse game a little bit. But it doesn't mean anything if you go out there and you lose in this game. If you win, all of a sudden we're back to having that same sort of preseason talk. I don't want to debate which game is bigger because I, I agree this is still a big game. My point is just if you're going to do the color, do it with against. You, you, you want to do the color out for a big game. Pitt is still a decent sized game, and the, the red out works better against their color scheme. I don't know how we got here. I, I don't care this much. Because <laughs> it annoys me. Call, it's my old man moment. I just, one, I don't want to do a color out every week, every year. I think it's stupid. And two, if we're going to do it, just it just doesn't make sense to do it against a team that wears this. Is wears you don't even go to games. Why do you care? Because <laughs> I'm watching on TV. I don't want to get confused who's rooting for who. <laughs> well, we're playing at the home stadium. You should be okay. That doesn't help. Honestly, me. <laughs> it just it makes if if you think the FSU, if you think Garnet is as close to red as it is, then Garnet. all those fans are going to blend in with us. Then it'll just be a gigantic red out. The visiting section is going to be a part of the red out. I've never heard of the word Garnet and is listed as a color until now. You never heard Garnet? It's burgundy. 
Do you think? Do you know? Do you know any other shades besides it's like gar- no, no, but it's garnet. Isn't it like? Isn't that a piece of clothing? That's garment. Okay. Different word. Isn't it? Then it, then it's also in it what you like put on like a, on the side of a plate. That's a garnish. Are you sure these aren't color names too? No. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take a couple of, of texts here before we wrap up hour number one. Then we can move on. We'll do the Kenny Payne. I'll send you the audio during the break. The Kenny Payne, John Calipari. I know. I, and what makes me mad is I saw this audio you're talking about, and I tried to watch it like three times last night, and I never got around to it. Well, well, I was doing. I, every time I tried to listen to it, they would go to. They would have a pitching change or something during the bats game, and then I forgot. Texas first thought today. <laughs> Kenny, don't make this weird. When you're first three, don't make it weird, Kenny. Don't make it weird. Kenny. I, I mean, I don't want to do this again though. Last time it ended up being super weird. What's weird is also what's crazy is we're also asking more now. Like Scott, we just wanted you to win one game. I mean, be, Kenny's got to win three. But then again, you, I feel like beating App State, Wright State, and Bellarmine in basketball is almost an easier task than beating winning at Syracuse in football. If not, they're they're close. In hindsight, yes. With Syracuse going into the game, I would have thought Bellarmine would have been equal to Syracuse. Like Louisville will be. I had no respect for Syracuse football program and going into the season. Louisville will be a double digit favorite in all three of those games. They, yes, unless they like lose the first two, and then App State <laughs> is like favorite to be us on our home floor. In which case, I thought Bellarmine was third. Are they second? Bellarmine's first. Oh, Bellarmine's first. Bellarmine's the very first game of the year, November 9th. and then we play right, and then we play App State, and then we go to Maui. Um, but yeah, if we, I mean. I feel like that should be an easier task for Louisville basketball than the football team winning at Syracuse, even though they were five-and-a-half-point favorites. And it doesn't have to be wins by Kenny. It? I mean, blowouts. It just has just to win. be wins. Just got to win those three. Going. We, can't, we cannot be 2-1 and one Winning all three like, like on buzzer beaters or within one possessions would not be good. But it's either. like the Syracuse thing. Like We won't feel great about the rest of the season, but at least we've won. It won't be weird. Right. It won't be weird yet. Texas' second thought is for Trevor. Better heavy metal song. Is it heavy metal by Sammy Hagar or heavy metal by Don Fielder? Shows off the rails. My job's done here. <laughs> nah, I'm going downfielder. Okay. I like Heavy Metal Drummer by Wilco. I like the movie. That's my he- addition to that. You ever watched the movie Heavy Metal? No. It's actually really good. It's it's funny. It's good. It's got John Candy's voice. As a kid, I loved it because it had. I also had nudity in it. But it's a cartoon. Texas, the positive felt too. Po- the the pod felt too positive. I hope we're not humbled this weekend. Well, the pod was. I mean. We're coming off a win. It's not going to be as negative as last week because we were coming off an embarrassing loss to Syracuse. I still picked us to lose, spoiler alert, and Danny still picked us to win. I so. was going to listen to it later. Thanks, man. You can still listen to it. Oh, no. You've killed all reason to download it now. You only listen for the predictions at the very end of the yeah, show. Yeah, it's the only reason I, 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 I let it play all the way through just to give you the play. Just I don't to get that. there. Thank you. Well, if you play it for like five minutes, we still get credit for the download. So that's all you need. I mean, I don't know if I have time now. Texas says, is the anal bead text line up and running yet? I want to buzz you all some of my thoughts. I love throwback. I love callback jokes. I love it. That's my early favorite for text of the day. And it was. It had a nice pun in there, too. It did. It did. But once again, if you've missed the last two days, we're doing a new text of the day segment, the best text of every week. At the end of the week, we'll take all the text of the, of the day winners, and we'll pick the best one, and they're going to get $20 to build chicken and seafood. But then you have to take me. No, that's not. Again, not part of the deal. <laughs> Texas wasn't the game. Hush, in- Mike. No, I mean, don't, don't tell them the truth. Texas says, uh, looking at the GoFundMe for the UK student that had his car flipped last weekend, and a UK fan commented on it that the kid should have, quote, parked somewhere else on game night. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't the game in Gainesville? Yes. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not your fault. You, park, you the, parked in a parking place. On the off chance that we might win this game, you need to go to a parking garage. 
and walk five miles. If you, if you want to be the old man, like down, like, like shake your fist at him for doing a GoFundMe because you find it, you, you're like, GoFundMe's are for liberals. I mean, that's fine, but don't, don't get mad at Kim for parking his car in a parking space. <laughs> I, I love mean, fandom. Seriously. I love fandom sometimes. I love how it skews, like, even, you know, in any other walk of life, right? A kid who had no connection to, you know, no reason to have his car flipped, who got his car flipped over by a bunch of of other people. Like, that's the, – the kid who got his car flipped is 100% in the right, correct? Like, he's 100% the side that everybody's going to take in any other situation. But in situations where sports are involved, you can skew things to the point where you're saying, should have been parked there. Should have been parked there on game night. I mean, if you're a Kentucky fan and you're, like, mad at him for – I mean, do you feel like if he gets his way that the win will be taken away from you? I don't know what they – Do you feel if they, if they if they give him a new car, they give him they – they, they, they reverse the Florida can UK decision? They're just kids celebrating. <laughs> And I would say the exact same thing if it was U of L fans. I, there's no re- go out there, have fun, get drunk, throw stuff, whatever. There's no reason to flip a car. If it, the, only, the only excuse I would let it slide on would be national champion or the first the first, the breaking the 31 year streak. And even then, I'm like, you know, then it's you still can do excess- a lot of other stuff. It is still excessive, but it, like, I can see where the celebration goes over the top at that point because of the the what you're celebrating. This is your third win in five years against them. And it's week two. I mean, it's week, well, week two. Week two, I'll let slide because it's, it's a bit. It was a big game, but it's also it's not like the. It's your third win in five years. You now. were a nationally ranked team that beat the number twelve team in America. It wasn't like you're like a team that hadn't won a game in five years, and you knocked off Alabama, who's number one. I mean, are you going to do this when you if, when you beat Louisville this year, Kentucky fans? Well, they've stormed the field twice after beating us, so. I mean, you might as well. That's the it's, in a way without us being ranked, it's the equivalent. You're beating us three years in a row. Let's turn over a car for it. Texas says, all this Texas A&M talk this week had me going down a dark rabbit hole last night. Apparently, they have a tradition called squeeze eggs, where the yell leaders all in coordination grab their own uh-uh through their pants and squeeze hard. The idea is that they literally give their left bleep for a victory and or something good to happen in a game. It's well documented. Yeah, I'm looking at the video of it. That's, that's Texas A&M is now the weirdest place in America to me. It's the weird. It's the I used to kind of like like the football program. I thought the 12th man was a cool tradition. I think it started as an all-boys school, too, didn't it? I'd hope so if this is their traditions. I, I honestly believe so, yeah. But even like the – like the they have this tradition that's still like, – it's written, like A&M traditions. Like whenever there's a, a touchdown scored or a field goal kicked, like you kiss your sweetheart, your date to the game. You give her a big smooch. And if you don't have a date, you hold your lighter up in the air so you can find the other single people in the crowd. Like what are, is this 1945? What are we doing here? Hold on, reverse. What was that? I just what, what part? What was that? I also was about finding single people. Well, if you want to go to an A and M game, you want somebody to kiss. Hold your lighter up when Texas A and M scores, and you can find other people that are holding. Imagine being a, a female who's like holding her lighter up, being like, "I'm single, come kiss me." No, it has to be just all dudes. I'm more shocked that that mean kids have lighters still now. Well, I mean, isn't it, they hold cell phone flashlights up now? A and M's a weird place. <laughs> They shouldn't have beaten us in baseball. The bubbles thing I thought was weird enough. Now all these other things are coming out. It's just yeah. The bubbles stuff. was weird. Was well, it can be? I mean, I just don't understand where it came from. Texas, if we're talking about dumb rules, reason number one, I'll never be a soccer fan. Why is it against the rules to get behind the defense? Isn't that the point of every other sport? They even still have a goalie waiting for that scenario. Just stupid. Well, it's the same thing in hockey. Just bring the offsides in. Yeah, hockey's kind of the same thing. I mean, you can do. I mean, I gotta get into the rules. I mean, it's not against the rules in basketball, but if you do it on uh, out, but when you do it in basketball, it's called cherry picking, and you're you're shamed on. Yeah, 
I mean, it's not against the rule, but you're you're shamed by your peers. For we doing had a it. whole debate one time. I mean, no one ever John Ramsey. To be called that. John Ramsey always called it snowbirding. Same thing. It is. And it's the same thing. It is, but like I always heard cherry picking. Yeah, I think mean, I've heard both. I've heard both terms. I was shocked that because I always heard I I knew of snowbirding, but I didn't know anybody who actually used it. And I put it out like as a Twitter poll, and it was very close. Like it was like cherry picking was like fifty two percent, forty eight percent was snowbirding. Huh. Text the second Menudo reference of the week for Trevor. Drink. Did I make another one earlier? I think you did. I mean, huh, I didn't realize that. Takes this from one tennis fan to another. Although Nadal is my favorite player, I think Federer was better overall. Djokovic will probably surpass them both. Fortunate to see him twice in Cincinnati, once against Murray, no less. Yeah, still no Michael Chang. Texas, appreciate the tennis talk. Mike, you should probably handle this one on your own, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I actually like I don't dislike tennis. It's, it's not like golf or golf just bores me and I, want, I have no interest in it. Like, tennis... I don't know as much about it, but I do like I can watch tennis. I do get in, I do I do enjoy watching it. Uh, Texas, have either of you all watched the Marty Fish doc on Netflix? Super fascinating about how he and Roddick being born at the same time as Fed, Rafa, and Djokovic pretty much made tennis miserable for them. I haven't, and I I was a big I like Marty Fish, still do. I didn't know there was a not a Netflix documentary about him. I'm gonna have to watch it. I didn't know there was a real person named Marty Fish. There was. There was also uh, my friend Danny, who I did the podcast with, once got mistaken for Jack Sock, who was another American tennis player. He's like walking along Great the name. Walk, walking along the beach in Florida. This guy's like, Jack Sock? I'm a big fan. So Danny's like, no, but now I'm a huge Jack Sock fan. I would have gone with it. Uh, I was like, yeah, he's one of the best names in tennis. I, I have to watch this documentary. Uh, Texas Card Nation brought the Energy Memorial Coliseum last night. Sign of the culture and program that DBK has built were all the former players that made the trip to support the team. Always great rolling out of Lexington with the cards, flags up, and a win. Back a few more times this calendar year with football, women's basketball, and ba- and and, bas- and men's basketball. Let's keep it rolling. And they sent in a video of them at, at Memorial Coliseum. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, they would show it on TV. Look at that. I mean, there was one. They, shot, they uh, filled up as much as I'm sure Kentucky allowed them sure. to have. I mean, there was one shot of them going absolutely nuts, and like a dude. I guess there was like two female UK fans sitting behind this guy who's like on chairs, like high fiving everybody, and they're like kind of like, is this guy going to fall into me? But they were after it. It was awesome. Um, yeah, I appreciate the, the person sending in these videos. I wish I wish we could translate to radio, but it doesn't. But well done. Yeah, yeah. I can describe it if you like. You showed out. <laughs> Text says red is out is actually perfect because the stadium might not look as empty. I mean, the, the seats are pinkish red too. I mean. They've painted them out. They're red now. It's okay. So if it's empty, then it still does. It's going to look the same, right? Yeah. Text says 50% of Roger Federer's name is Er. It's true. It's a fact. What? Er? Federer. For all oh, Federer. 50% of the yeah, name, yeah. yeah. Texas FSU is garnet and gold, not burgundy and whatever alternative burgundy. word that TK has for gold. Now, this is the part of the text line where it's just like all people saying garnet, 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 garnet. Um, is, it, what's, and, is it yellow or gold? Gold. What is the major difference between yellow and gold? Other they, than one's fancier to say than the other? They look different. I mean, they're different colors. They're both yellow. Gold is darker. Is gold is darker? Yeah. They, they wear yellow, then they don't wear gold. Texas, there are only two things dumber than the fifth set going to 15 points. That's Trevor thinking that FSU wears red and Stanford being the cardinal singular. Okay, it is gold. I'll give him that. But that's burgundy. Texas, Trev gets his GPS directions on his garnet. <laughs> well, I don't get it. Wait a minute. What, what? GPS things are Garmin's. They're... Garmin is the GPS device. You never heard of that? I thought GPS. Is that what the G stands for? No. Garmin <laughs> is a type of GPS device. People use it to get places. A Garmin. You've never heard of a Garmin? No. They've been around for a long time. The only I've heard, I've heard the only thing I've heard of, I know GPS, I know TomTom. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've, Gar- never Garmin's Garmin. I've never heard of Garmin. I've never called. They've been in the news this week. Yeah. Uh, Texas Mike Norvell makes. I, I can't read that. You almost got me again. You almost did it again. <laughs> Texas, do our volleyball ladies need to teach our vo- our football and basketball teams how to handle hostile environments at UK? Yeah, Those maybe. idiot students were all in their business when serving, and our ladies were robots back there. They definitely handled it well. Yeah, they do, they might be do need to give a. We should have them do like the uh, pregame speech to the football team. We should have the lady volleyball team go in there and do it. Hell yeah. Texas, I'm putting my clunker of a call on State Street when they play Georgia. Just in, clunker of a car on State Street when they play Georgia. Just in case they win, I'm coming out with enough money for a Tesla. <laughs> not a bad idea. He's slightly genius. Why not? I don't blame me either. I might just, just go park. <laughs> they play big camps, go park. Just go sit in the yard facing my car. Going, car to turn over. He might want. It's, it's a small one. Big signs like, leave this alone, <laughs> wink. Um, that's my new text of the day. That, that, my new no, text what you need to do is you need to, put, you need to put a logo of the team you just played on it so they can they will see that and be like, turn it over. That's, that's an even better idea. Like a little like wind, like a Georgia Bulldog. Like, yeah, like a window decal the, yeah, or something. That'd yeah. be great. That's a perfect idea. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour number two, we're going to queue up this John Calipari, Kenny Payne sound from last night. I'll talk a little bit about that. A couple other FSU notes. Uh, Jarvis Brownlee, why do they hate him so much? And is Jarvis Brownlee a little bit more fired up for this FSU game than he would be otherwise? Of course so. We'll talk about his quotes from yesterday. All that coming your way in hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show rolling on here on 1450 The Big X. Welcome back into the U of L College of Business Studios here for the second hour of the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday. We love our friends over the U of L College of Business. We also love our guys over at First Bankers Trust. First Bankers Trust, if you want to start with your investing, what are you going to start with, Trev? Trust. We're going to start with trust. Invest in yourself by investing with First Bankers Trust. They're the first choice in wealth management for a good reason. They got you covered with not only investment management, but also comprehensive financial planning, planning, trust and estate services, and so much more. First Bankers Trust, they're always going to put trust first. Find out more by going to firstbankerstrust.com because financial success starts with trust. And then they're going to make you feel all right. They're going to make you feel all right. It was the Uh perfect song. Uh Uh-huh. Not feeling too, I'm not feeling too good when I'm not with First Bankers Trust. You should, my be. friend. I love uh, my guy uh-huh. David on Twitter uh, at David Comer Seven says listening to Trevor's Theory of Color is exactly what I needed while grading papers. <laughs> Imagine being a teacher and listening to us right now on the radio. Just <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the juxtaposition is off the charts. Oh, sometimes I, I shouldn't be molding the, the minds of the youth, but if you're you're a teacher, then you can explain to, explain to the kids that it's burgundy. It's, but it's not. Like, it's bur- you can you can make up whatever fancy name you want to give it to make you sound special for having a different color. But the fact remains, you are burgundy. You are gold. Deal with it. I mean, I, I don't know even know what to say to this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know what to say. Because I'm right. But you're you're not. Like you're just sitting there saying that you're right. Like words and colors and things don't matter. <laughs> no, I'm like, I can sit here and say like Louisville's. Like, like they're gonna wear you know purple tomorrow, and you're wrong. It, it, those uniforms are purple. But that doesn't make me any but right. But, I, but uh, no, it's not because that's not purple. You can look at it and tell it's not purple. But you can sit there and say, well, Louisville doesn't wear red; they wear cherry. They wear cardinal red. It's the actual name of the color. 
Every school has an official color. So they just make up cart names for their colors so they can be their official color? No, colors are real things <laughs> that exist in a world. And burgundy's a real color, and that's what Florida State wears. Burgundy is. It's not what they wear. They're garnet. I want you to show me a garnet and burgundy right next to each other and tell me there's a difference. You can Google. You have the internet right in front of you. I, I'm using it for other things. Texture says, um, <laughs> Don't quote ask. from Trevor, is that what the G stands for? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, no. Texas first Jesus time. spelled with a J, Texter. Come on. Texas, oh, this is a UK fan. First time listener here. Wowie, the Rutherford Show is just Mike explaining sports to Trevor. Oh, and also y'all give new meaning to the term color commentators. Eh, Ooh, on. nice. I like that. And you know, and for the record, he's not explaining tennis to me because I don't know tennis. Texas, Louisville hasn't lost the UK in a sport since the Backstreet Boys went else down. Did they curse Kentucky? <laughs> Kentucky's going to turn on the Backstreet Boys for this. Suck it. Texas Lamar should be a first rank, uh, first bankers trust, commercial speaker trust. Yeah. Uh, Texas Trevor's being very discriminatory to colorblind people. <laughs> my, my buddy's kid's colorblind. He tried to create a court, like on, when we were playing 2K, he created a court, and it was the most brightest, annoyingest thing to look at in your life. I'm sorry that was so hard for you. It was so, and he didn't get it because he's colorblind. All right, so last night, uh, John Calipari and Kenny Payne, they, they sat together at this event at the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce event. It was at the downtown Marriott. I had a buddy who was there. He's like texting me. He's like, he's like, man, this thing, John Calipari and Kenny Payne are taking questions. He's like, Cal will not let Kenny Payne talk at all. He's just talking the entire time. But there was, I think, one moment. This is about a minute and a half. I sent this to you on, on DM. Um, you slid in my DMs with I it. I did. That I think stood out as far as like, it was a funny John Calipari moment. It was a, you know, Kenny Payne got asked a question. He referred to, uh, we'll, we'll just play the audio. There's an interesting note at the beginning, and then it gets into the funny stuff a little bit later. This is Kenny Payne and John Calipari last night at the downtown Marriott. It's not the reason the kid comes to school. It's not. And if they want to come to school for an NIL deal, I can't take them. And neither can we. They shouldn't I, come. That should be the cherry on top. Mm -hmm. But to have an equal playing field, what better state than this one? Mm -hmm. This is a basketball state. I mean, it's the best of the best. Careful. <laughs> right. Right. I just right. said state. I said state. <laughs> I didn't say program. <laughs> now. So we want to clarify I, the second. All I'm saying <laughs> is our football program, who I've been, they're seventh in the country. So let's, let's be fair. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> I said state. Right, that's right. I don't want to get in there. So to clarify, there's there's nothing between you and Coach Stoops. Like, oh, you yeah, guys are good on man. the good. We've, we've been, look, there are, these jobs are really hard, and unless you're in them, you don't realize all the stuff, because part of it is we have people's children that we have to look after. So that's a big part of it, and then you have to win. And then you're doing it where everything's flying and there's high expectations. How about being in the ACC or the I've got no idea what he's talking about here. I mean, now you're going, you got the you're not the wrong. only one trying to win. They're trying to win, too. So, you know, we went back. Look, he is a terrific coach and a good man, and he and I are fine. Yeah. Yeah. I do applaud. That's on tape. What are you guys doing that's Sally Jesse so Raphael. Said that, I, mean, <laughs> I like You're the right, Calipari. He just starts <laughs> talking about. Like, he forgets what he's talking about. Like, he just gets into like all the the duties of the job, and you know we're we're responsible for you know, the children of parents, and we got to do the right thing. <laughs> and then like, about halfway through, he's like, "What the hell am I talking about?" He's like, "Oh yeah, Mark Stoops and how we have a good relationship." Like, let me get back to that. You are right. Like, 
he I don't know if he's trying to overcompensate, but he referred to UK as the number seven team in the country. They're, They're not. Yeah. They're not. They're only number nine, number ten. Come on. It's, it's like the back end. It's barely top ten. Well, it's because he barely – I mean, in defense, he probably just threw it out there because he doesn't. He literally isn't paying attention to the football team. He's like, they're number five. Why not? <laughs> Three. <laughs> but the other part of, the, of that equation that I thought was interesting is, you know, Kenny Payne is going back. He's saying the same thing about NIL that we've heard a few times, which has, you know, I don't know, a, a alarmed some of the fan base a little bit about the whole, like, we're not going to give a kid NIL deals just to come here and play. If he earns them after he comes here, then so be it. But Calipari, like, interjects. And yeah, he's trying to act like he's piggybacking he's, he's on He's like, it. neither are we. Neither are we. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if it's if he's doing this as a direct, because the report was out there this week. It was on one of the, you know, the insider boards on the, the National 24-7 saying that, like, there was a rumor that Calipari and UK doubled UofL's NIL offer to uh, DJ Wagner. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Cal is responding to that, saying like, hey, like, we're not getting DJ Wagner because we're offering him more NIL money. We don't do that thing either. I want to make sure everybody knows that. Or if it's him just coming out and saying definitively, like, like you know, it's not just Kenny. We, we don't do this either. They well, can make they, money after they get here, but, but before they sign, we're not paying them. We're not, we're not doing pay for play. But I thought that was a little bit interesting. The, the UofL fans responded again to the Kenny Payne saying that and being like, you know, it's, it's fine. Get some kids, like like let's, let's get some commits before we start committing to this philosophy. If it's going to work, um, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, and I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just like looking into it too deeply. But like the way when he when when he kind of like jumped on Kenny for calling a basketball, he's like, oh no, no. I mean, was that his way of being like, don't say that because our football coach is way too sensitive and he's a baby? Well, yeah, that's the joke. Okay. Is he's, I mean, know, if I'm stupid, I'm still pissed about the internet. Then I'm like, what are you trying to say about me, dude? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole joke. There was okay. the whole kerfuffle about him saying, you know, Kentucky's a basketball school and Stoops getting well, all mad mo- about it. I almost it. like feel he's mocking Stoops again here. No, I think he's just taking – he's making a joke at a good moment. Like, he's – it was mm. it was put on a tee for him. Like, that was a – Kenny Payne set him up, whether he did so knowingly or not. Like, it was – like every UK fan loved that. It was like, oh, you're you're making light of a situation that was not all that funny a few weeks ago, but it's become more funny because the football team's playing so well. Um, I thought that was it was the other things that came up last night during Kenny Payne's conversation. One, UFL fans kind of got upset about this too, and I don't fault him for saying this. He was talking about the state of the UFL UK rivalry and said something along the lines of like. It's not on John to bring up the rivalry. It's on us. Like, like we've got to get better if this is going to get back to being a true rival. One, we haven't lost to them since before the pandemic. So let's let's pump the brakes there. <laughs> well, that's true. Two, seriously though, I I, I think he, he's he's right. There's no, no question about it. We should have before Patino got fired in 2017. That period of time between Calipari's arrival in Lexington and when U of L was here under Patino from like 09 to 2017. That should be remembered as like the golden age of the UVL UK rivalry, because the storylines were incredible. The bickering between the two off the court, the the fact that I mean, both programs were winning national titles, both programs were going to Final Fours. Hell, they played in a Final Four. Like there should have been like it should have been like the the equivalent of the ten years' war between Ohio State and Michigan. The only thing that keeps it from being that is we didn't beat them enough. We beat them you know twice with in head to heads with Patino and Calipari. And once was our national title team beating their NIT, NIT team by three. And the other was the, the, the Quentin Snyder game in 2016 when that was really the only good UK team that we've beaten since Calipari got there. We lost them in the two games that mattered the most in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, you got to put your hands up and say that's on us. Like every other part of the definitive era for the rivalry box was checked. Teams were always good. 
incredible talent on both sides, incredible off-the-court storylines. Pacino and Calipari clearly hated each other, and they love sniping at one another in press conferences and such. The fan base is, I don't think it's ever been more contentious between the two than it was during those years. And the only problem was Louisville just simply did not win enough. And if we want to get back to this being, you know, having a debate with the Florida States and North Carolina, or North Carolinas and Dukes of the world and, you know, making the college basketball world pay attention to us, like Louisville's got to get better. And I kind of like the fact that Kenny Payne came out there and said it. I, I didn't have an issue with it. He's he's telling no lies. No problem whatsoever either. Wasn't it a 10 year war though? Wasn't it like eight to two, Ohio State? We've had this exact discussion before. No. You was, sure it was me? Yeah. We've done it all. Sure it wasn't John? Positive. Because we, lo- we looked at it. I was, like, I was like, I'm pretty sure it was very even. I think it was like, it, it was a uh, 5 4 1. Was that what it was? Okay. Yeah. It, was, it must have been right after that. Ohio State ended up being like 10 out of 12. Or I think that's on. right. Okay. After uh, what's his name left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a. Uh, this should have been our equivalent, and we. We got dominated. There's no other way to put it. Um, I thought that – I mean, Kenny Payne talked about the guard situation a little bit last night too, if you're curious. He got asked um, about, you know, everybody's talking about the guards, everybody's talking about the guards. And he said, I mean, whether this is just blowing smoke or he he's acting like he genuinely believes it. So it makes me feel a little bit more confident. He's like, I'm good with the guards. L. Ellis is the real deal. He's going to step up and be a leader for us. He said Fabio Basile is, is very crafty. He's helped out a ton since he got here. And then he mentioned by name Hersey Miller. He said Hersey Miller is going to like surprise a lot of people. He says he works harder than anybody. He's a terrific defender. I hope that this is all stuff that comes to fruition. I mean, he did or say. Do you think it's just coach speak? I, I mean, I, I don't know. He's he. I think he believes it. <laughs> all right, George. It's not a lie if you believe it. Well, I mean, in this case, no. He doesn't know that. That like, let's right in this moment. I think he believes that these are guards cali- the caliber of. You know the ACC. He may find out that that's not accurate when they actually start playing games. But there's no way to know until you actually start playing games. Um, but he mentioned something that we've mentioned throughout the offseason. We also have some wings that are capable of handling the ball. He mentioned Mike James specifically. So I mean, he seems he seems confident about the team. He was asked about expectations for this year, and he said, and this is you know a little bit on the other end of the spectrum that may make you worried. He said, my expectation is for us to compete. We just need to compete. And I was like, eh, you know, eh, you're, you're one maybe, but like that's not what a lot of people want to hear. But that Isn't may that end- all the expectation is for most of the fan base anyway, though? I think there's some of that. I mean, you yourself even have pretty much put the ceiling at 500 in terms of your expectations. No, it's, my ceiling is – I expect the team to be above 500. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not, but I, I expect them – they need to be – to win more games than they lose this year. I mean, but, you, you took the over on the 13, which is pretty much staying near 500. No, I, I think they're going to be like 17 and 14. 16 and 15, somewhere around close to 500. I mean, well, again, I say that's over 500. (laughs) Words matter, Trevor. I mean, you're you're being the technical. I mean, (laughs) it's like, well, they they close to a loss, but if you're 17 and 14, then the best you can almost describe your team is is competing. Yes, and and like I think that, but like I, I, I think that I'm in the minority. Words don't matter that much, by the way. They do, not really. They do. The listeners of the show have (laughs) would agree. The, The I think I'm in the minority. I don't know. I, I can't get an accurate gauge of how you feel about this. I mean, what, what do you think? Like you didn't. I think you took the over yesterday. You, you took the no, under I, on loss. No, I took the under because I. But, but I thought I also said that 13 was the perfect over under placement because I think 13 is about where they'll be. I mean, you obviously just went one over 14. So, I mean, I'm 12 to 14 as well. So, I mean, in that in that case, I mean, you're hovering around 500 and then you know hovering. So like that, the words matter. Uh, yeah, but you said under 13 <laughs> losses, which means if, if we lose but, 12 but I, games, but we're think, probably an NCAA tournament team. I mean, we we win 11, we lose 11 games. What are we, like 19 and 11? 
probably more. We'll play 31 or 32 games, so 20 and 11 or 21 and 11. I mean, we're 20 and 11, but 20 wins doesn't get you in the tournament like it used to. If that's the case, pageant would have been in the tournament. Yeah, but with this schedule this year, unless the ACC just tanks, I mean, they well, should be good. I mean, it, it, it did last year to a degree. Well, I guess in the tournament it didn't as much. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that, to, me, to, to me, yeah, 19 or 20 wins, 11 losses. I guess it also depends, again, how those wins unfold. But that is that's competing to me because that's putting you on near. That's at least sending you into Selection Sunday with the hope that you may hear your name. Not that you're, you know, oh, we're not. There's no way we're leaving without hearing our name. But we hope that we will hear our name. See, yeah, and I kind Which of. This is not an expectation I want to be as a Liberal fan, but it's one where I'm at for at least the next year. But I think you have higher expectations than I do, and I think you're in the majority. I think most people agree with you. Like they're expecting this to be a team that's either in the NCAA tournament or competes for a spot in the NCAA tournament. And I don't know what to make of Like, when Kenny Payne just says, I expect them to compete, like, I'm Chris Mack said in his first year, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to, oh. to praise Chris Mack here, but he said, We're going to be in the NCAA tournament, definitively. And not many people nationally thought that was going to happen. They ended up making it. Like, when, when Payne says, I expect us to compete, it's just a, it's kind of a vague word to throw out there. I don't know what to make of that. Because you can say. The Mack also inherited a lot better team, too. I think so, I mean, in hindsight, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, we were coming off a year where we did make the NCAA tournament, but we were close. And we were a twenty-win team. Yeah, and last yeah. year we we were not close to making the NCAA tournament. Um, but Payne, like saying that, he, he you know you can you can justify that anyway. If we win ten games next year, he can say, well, you know, we, we were we were competing at least. They always played hard. They did what they could. We just didn't have the type of talent that we need. And I would buy that to an extent, but I don't think the fan base is. And again, it's all just talk. It's all just reactionary stuff until we actually start playing games. But I thought there were some interesting things said last night. Uh, but those are like the only quotes I think Kenny Payne was allowed to get out because Cal Perry just, just kind of talked the entire time. Well, that's what Cal does, though. Exactly. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to get to... This... Do you ever feel like Kenny Payne sometimes? Yes. The other thing <laughs> that I, I, I wanted to get to... Um, I'm Kenny Payne, but I'm supposed to be John Cal Perry. <laughs> You're so confused. Yeah. Um, on a related note, the Lexington Herald really? leader. The Lexington Herald leader had a story today talking about. I don't know if you saw this. Mark Seuss became the all-time winningest coach at UK with the win over Florida. I think. Really, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So they said, "Don't wait. Don't wait until he goes somewhere else. Don't wait until he retires. Do it right now." Bronze Mark Stoop statue <laughs> at Kroger Field. I mean. <laughs> Quick, t- I, I got two quick thoughts, and then I'll let you you share your thoughts. Okay, one because yeah, I'm, I'm 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 torn on this one a little bit. One, ridiculous. Like, like let, let him keep coaching a little bit, and then we'll we'll see if he deserves a statue or not. Two, I love it. You know why? <laughs> would drive John Calipari insane. The man would lose it if there's a Mark Stoop statue while they're both still coaching there, and Cal's got no sort of like like anything. Oh my God, that's incredible! Build a statue right now. <laughs> Your thoughts? Uh, I, I'm with you on one hand, where I find it kind of ridiculous to do. I mean, it, it does seem ridiculous. On the other hand, I mean, he's your all-time winning football coach. I mean, that's. I mean, if you're going to do a step, like I, I don't, I don't agree with doing it right now. But I mean, and yeah, five years from now, he's retired, or he's not even retired. Say so we're five, ten years removed, he's still here. I mean, I can see it. He's your all-time winning as coach. I mean, if you're going to do yeah. a, I mean, if you're going to put a statue, which I mean, let's be honest, they're starting to hand out statues like 
way too easy around in this, this country. I feel like the statue talk is always more than like the actual statue like, get built. I don't, I don't know if it's an itch from like the, or the like the reaction of having to take down all the old statues of like the Confederate people. Like we gotta get these down. Now we need new ones up because we gotta have statues somewhere, right? Get Robert E. Lee yeah. out of there. Mark Stoops <laughs> yeah, in. I mean, no, apparently like there's there's got there's an itch for statues. We just gotta make sure we get the right ones uh, at some point. So, and so if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that, I mean, I'm actually in favor of that. Casman statue <laughs> out of Cherokee Triangle, Gorgi Zhang statue in. I mean, who would who would hate a Gorgi statue? I don't know, the Kentucky fans. I mean, I don't care. I don't live in Cherokee Triangle. Get them out of there. If they do, get them out. So, but I mean. Yes, if you're Cal and you're like, where's my statue? Well, hey, you're not the wingest coach, but, I mean, doesn't making $20 million a year like, make up for it? I mean, Stoops ain't making that money. You're making, like, twice as much as he is, if not three times, probably. Can't, can't the guy have a freaking statue? I tell you what, would you rather have a statue or make three times less money? Three times less money. No. <laughs> it was, you're making three times more money. Just buy your own damn statue. statue. Just have your own bill. Have the girl, have the blonde, the blonde woman from the uh, Lionel Richie video come in and do a do a do a bust of your face. What's like <laughs> the defense? And this is not a what Mark Stoops has done at UK is is incredible. Don't get me wrong. But like, what's the definitive moment? Like him winning a Music City Bowl? Like they haven't, you know, they, they haven't played in a playoff. Well, he's the all-time winning as coach. But like when you think of like like the Lamar leap was like a definitive moment, right? Like that was the obvious moment for the statue. Is there like, do you just make a, a statue of him just in his normal pose? Is it like, do you? <laughs> like I, Mark Stoops has no definitive characteristics. Also, I just feel like the only reason they they kept like they would not let it go that he's the all-time winning coach. And I guess maybe they, they'll do that in the other when you're watching a broadcast from the other school. But I can't feel like they only wanted to do it so they could bring up Bear Bryant. Yeah, like he passed Bear Bryant. He sure. passed Bear Bryant. Like if he if he had passed uh, who was the um, who was the coach in the eighties that that came from Maryland that, that won the Holiday Bowl with him? I can't believe I'm brain farting on this one. Who cares? Um, yeah, the texters can let me know and remind me. I, I'm sorry because I shouldn't be brain. He won a national title with Maryland, and he came and he won the, in the eighties. But like if he'd have, he'd passed him, like you think they'd be like pushing the narrative so highly on the station or on on television that. He's the all-time winningest coach. I mean, they may bring it up, yeah, you're, you're but right. they wouldn't have milked it the way they did because he's passing. He's passing the great. They Bear had Bryant. to name Bear. Every time they did it, I think they said Bear Bryant's name more than they said Stoops. No, you're not wrong. That's, and and I get right. and I get that because it's Bear Bryant, and I'm, I'm I'd love to know how many people who hadn't seen Junction Boys were sitting around there going, Bear Bryant coached to Kentucky. I mean, around the country at that point. But I mean, it's. The back to his winningest coach too soon, a little bit maybe, but I think it's deserved if you're the winningest coach. You know what the statue should be? Schnellberg is Louisville's winningest coach, isn't he? Or is he I not? think it's Bobby Petrino. Is it Petrino now? I believe. That's like that's just sad that dude, I don't know that off the top of my head. Yeah. You know what the statue do you apparently though. I'm almost positive it's Petrino. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know what the statue should be? Like a life size gigantic statue of the Lamar fumble. And then, like, a, a mini stoops on the sidelines. Like, that's the, there's the definitive moment. The Lamar fumble. I mean, shouldn't he just be him getting hit with Gatorade or something? I mean. Well, I mean, they did that when they beat, like, Mississippi State. It was, like, 6-4. and four. They do that when they don't even win the game. Yeah, they, they come <laughs> on. What would be the stoops? I mean. The little inscriptions, like, Mark Stoops seen here keeping it somewhat close against national champion Georgia. I mean, showing him, like, yelling at a statue of Cal. <laughs> this is our school. <laughs> We're football. It's, like, just a plaque of his tweet. <laughs> uh, somebody says the Florida fish arm pose should be the the what the Mark Stoops the statue. 
the Florida fish? Fish arm pose is what he says. I don't know what a fish arm pose is. Uh, Texas Bobby Trino is the all-time winningest coach by a wide margin. Is it a wide margin? I guess I should have guessed that. No one... 77 wins. He's number one. Schnelly had 54. He's number two. Charles Smith had 41. Trino has had the multiple double-digit win seasons, so that's yeah. why I should have. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I just threw it off the top of my head. I can't yeah. remember. Texas, the only, they only want a stoop statue because they know he's leaving. They're hoping it will get him to stay. There's probably some truth to that. Would you tear it down if he left? Be, how awkward would that get? Imagine you build that statue after this season. He goes to Iowa, and then like five minutes later, he's he's the new head coach at Iowa. I mean, do you or keep, Nebraska? Do you keep the statue up or not? I guess you have to at that point. Like, well, I mean, put I just put one of the Confederate generals back up. Well, we'd rather look at that than Stoops again. <laughs> Bring that Nazi back. Bring the Nazi. Back. <laughs> Andrew Jackson statue. Woo. Bring it back. <laughs> at, least, at least he was loyal to a loser. It's like that guy didn't own that many slaves. He's just, he replaced Mark Stoops with him. Texas every UK fanboy media site would do a week plus in shows trashing us if we have our coaches. If we had one of our coaches a statue. Well, unfortunately, Petrino, even despite being our winningest coach, I don't think he's getting a statue. There's, yeah, our winningest coach got <laughs> yeah. fired after a two and ten season <laughs> while doing his coach's show on the air. Not even yet. Again, I know it wasn't live, but still, there was nothing better than seeing that go across the bottom of the ticker. I mean, the only coach <laughs> that would even warrant conversation about a statue is Denny. At this point, well, I mean, Snelly. I mean, he would. I mean, he's got a complex named after him. I guess is that enough, though? Yeah, I, 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 I mean. I can't see a Schnelly statue. I mean, we gave him the. I mean, his best years weren't even here, you know. But I mean, he did. I mean, he did save our for sure football like, program. I mean, our football program. I mean, the man. The man. I mean, he could have a statue at three different schools because he literally saved three schools. Like, yeah, well, one. He but created. my point is, like, he's not like Denny Crum is synonymous with Louisville. When you think Denny Crum, you think Louisville basketball, national titles. Like Howard Schnellenberger's best moments were at a different program, and he's not really like, when people think Schnelly, they don't think instantly Louisville. Like he's a big deal for us here. No, you're right. I think Miami automatically probably comes to mind clearly, and then I mean I, I would think Louisville before Oklahoma, but I could be. I wrong. would too. I mean, but he you know he he, even, he like wouldn't wear U of L stuff when we played UK. Like he was like I love I, both programs. Yeah, he went to yeah. I would say you're right. The Denny one would be good right in front of the um where he's uh, maybe sitting on the bench with the rolled up program. That's a perfect hand. statue. Yeah. I mean that that would, that be, would be that would be good. Casino's not getting a statue, obviously. You could do it where you set up kind of the bench where you could have it where people could like me sit next to it and take a picture with it. <laughs> what if we just did a Satterfield one? <laughs> just right when they do a Stoops one, we're like, all right, visor Satterfield. I feel like the Satterfield one, he'd be like doing the L's down yelling about it. <laughs> <laughs> just right next to Johnny U on the party deck. We're like, oh, I mean, we've talked about take that. We've talked about football wise. I mean, it'd be Lamar if you were ever going to do that. And they that. said they're going to do that. Like they have, they have said that this is something that's going to happen. I mean, if Lamar doesn't win the Heisman, if, if he isn't, it isn't with the Heisman that year, they give it to Deshaun Watson. Is Lamar still the like front runner to get a player statue at Louisville, or could you argue Redmond or Brahms? No, he'd be. I don't see how Redmond gets doesn't get because Redmond's career. I mean, I know he had the he had unfortunately got the Cooper beginning, but I mean, statistic wise, Redmond was so damn good. He was, but he, I mean, he lit up. Conference USA, you know, it was it was not like the Chris Redmond was not like a big time national name. Well, it's also a 
Louisville was nowhere near national, and it exactly. was a different era too. It was the nineties. Lamar, you've got he, you know, he, he played some high profile games that were on national TV against the best of the best, and also you have, I mean, it should not count, should not matter in all this, but we know it does because we have a Johnny United statue. He went on to be an NFL MVP. That's like, true. It's, yeah. it's a big time yeah, deal. Yeah. Maybe I've been won a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Texas Dino Gaudio statue, put it up right now. I mean, Dino. 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 I love you, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Dino. Texas, I'm fine with Mark Stoops' statue because it would really piss off Cal. Thank you. But Stoops is a little pudgy. I just want to make sure the statue reflects the pudginess. <laughs> you got to make it accurate. Does Kentucky's. The only statues Kentucky have, I think, are the are the. Like, I think it's the first black players they had. They have those statues. Do up. they? I think it was three of the players. I can't remember if it's three or four, but I know they did statues to honor them, which is cool. I'm it's not a Richie one somewhere. But <laughs> Richie gonna get a statue tonight? I mean, I mean, there's not there's not a Rupp statue though, right? I don't know. I mean, I know the arena's named after him. Is that enough? I mean, couldn't tell you. Texas, I need a beef to flare up between Payne and Calipari. I don't like all this old school buddy BS. Yeah, they were very chummy last night, which I think puts to bed any question. Remember, we had the, the whole thing a few weeks ago when Cal, when Kenny Payne made the quote about, you know, I've you know, there are people that I've known that have been in my life for forty years, thirty years that I now lo- no longer talk to. I didn't know they were mm-hmm. going to be this dirty, and people are like, oh, he's talking about Cal. He's talking about. He clearly was not talking about Calipari, or else he never think, does this. Didn't think he was either. I honestly, yeah. at the time, I mean, yeah. Texas, we could do a Lee Corso statue. Well, I mean, he was here three years. Like Kenny Klein. Kenny Klein would deserve a statue. Yeah. People are like, why do they have a statue of June Beheim at all? Texas, I was referring to football coaches only. Denny definitely deserves one. This is the guy who texted in about every UK fanboy would trash us. Yeah, if we, if we tried to put a Bobby Petrino or even a Schnelly statue up, well, Schnelly, they couldn't really trash us because he's, he's one of their own, too. But Yeah, they wouldn't trash it at now. Schnelly's the only person who would. Like, Charlie, you can't do. Bobby, you definitely can't do. I mean, Bobby, Scott, would, Bobby yes. would get would get yeah mocked in some way. You can't do Bobby. I kind of want a Satterfield statue. You though. can't do John L. I mean, you can only do Howie or I mean Howie or Snelly or, uh, or I mean basketball Denny really. I mean, of course, they're riding an elephant. <laughs> just do what you can do. Other if we don't do Kenny Klein. I'm not kidding. I'm not joking about it. I think Kenny deserves a statue. I'm not. I'm not fighting you on it. Uh, <laughs> Texas, we don't know much about Hersey Miller now, but when he steps on the court and plays. He'll make the whole fan base say, uh, no, 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 no. That was laying in fruit, but nice. Yeah. Cheers, I've heard Matt Jones is considering putting up a statue of Katina Powell outside of KSF Bar. <laughs> he would. Not that he has a bunch. Notre Dame's got like 10 statues. I believe that. Because I've, I've been to their football. I mean, did, well, you went to the football game there, yeah. didn't you? I, well, maybe you didn't do it. Like, when I went, I, I just stopped to visit the stadium on the way uh, from Chicago to Cleveland, so and I just walked. I just literally just walked around it. So I, mm. I saw the. You probably just went in one entrance and didn't think about it, but yeah, like there's there because every entrance has its own statue. I think I knew that. There's like Newt Rockney and there's a there's a Rudy and there's a yeah there's there's all those yeah they've got all of them up there. It's a cool place. There's this Bear Bryant coached twenty more years. I'm not that impressed that he passed a coach that only coached there seven years and played less games. He did play this game seven years. Yeah, he, it was A and M then Kentucky or Kentucky then it was Kentucky then A and M because the Junction Boys was his first year at A and M after he left Kentucky. Gotcha. The movie. Texas was just tuning in. Have we had a scoop for this week yet? We have not. Nope. Scoop was kind of wrong last week, so I don't even know if I would. Texas Mike Rutherford statue in the Bone Zone. <laughs> don't know what that would look like. Texas is Trevor counting the statues of Jesus as statues. No, that's. <laughs> 
Touchdown Jesus, first of all, isn't a statue, it's a painting. Don't they have statues of Jesus in the stadium, though? I don't think so, not that I remember. I didn't get to go actually in the stadium. I just walked around the outside. Ah. I tried to sneak in, but I couldn't find Charles S. Dutton to let me in. <laughs> <laughs> I looked. <laughs> Doing the clap. I mean, come on, man. How, you, how do you not get to your when you see that? It's so good. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Ever watch this game from in from the stands? I've seen plenty <laughs> of games from the field. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, how much modern slang can Trevor Kelsey recognize? We'll play that game. Oh, I'm the lit. Uh, 502-414-1450 the Thornton Sex Line. I'll also have some Florida State talk. Groovy. Heating up for the third hour. It's coming your way next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Welcome back in. Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show rolling on here on 1450 AM, 961 FM, The Big X. Trevor, catch you feeling over there. Fell in love. But wait, props to, congrats to no, all no, of our... There's a team today, by the way. There is? Exactly. I, you're never going to get it, so I'll have to give you hints later, but these are all songs off of a soundtrack. Remember the Titans? Ooh, you are... It's not... Ah. But you like added like this. That was a nice little pull because it is a sports movie. Okay, because remember the last one was the. Uh, it's a come random. Come on, come on, let's work together. That was I remember the title. Yeah, it was. It is a sports movie. That was. A, I'm amazed you even got that close on the first pull. I'm gonna have to think. I'm gonna have to think more about it. I'll give you. A, not not told you a sports movie. I can't tell you that. Okay, you, yeah. you, you said enough. I'll, I'll keep thinking about it. Uh, speaking of, I, I saw a couple of our winners for the Bourbon and Beyond contest. They're out there. They're enjoying themselves. It's going on right now. It's going to go on all weekend. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, good thing they got the tickets. Then. Yeah, it's happening right now. <laughs> you know what's going on right now? One of the, the act that I probably would want to see the most this entire weekend is Japanese Breakfast, and she, well, they are playing like right now at the fairgrounds. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, they're coming! I'm so excited. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to make it happen. I'm gonna try to go. I'm like, oh, they're playing 3.30 on the fairgrounds on Thursday. I'm like, not going to be able to see it. Not going to be able to make it out. What's the name of them? Japanese Breakfast is the name of the group. Michelle this, Zahner is like the, she basically is uh, Japanese Breakfast. This is not making me feel good about getting these 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 hip slang terms to tell you. They're not that I have hip. no idea what you just said. I don't know what, like you said Japanese Breakfast, but my mind just went, I don't know when to, to, to rice patties for some reason. Well, it's a good band. <laughs> I enjoy them. She rules. So a sociology professor at in Massachusetts has been keeping a running list of slang terms that he learns from over the years from students. Now, I just glanced at this for the first time. And most of these, I think, are, are fairly well known. They, they were popular like a long time ago. Well, now. I think you might have a shot, but now, you also I, might not. I mean, are we talking 90s long ago or? No, not, not that long. This is like probably in the last like five, ten years. But some of these I've never heard of. Is Cool Beans on there? Cool Beans is not on there. Well, that sucks. Cool Beans is cool. We should bring Cool Beans back, by the way. If we're going to keep recruiting like this, uh, somebody let, let us know that you need to start learning these words. So I just don't think this, the, the recruit's having a stroke in front of me. I think he's actually talking. Here we go. <laughs> Do you know what a force is? 
Yeah, it's the thing that the Skywalkers have. Yes. But in slaying, it's an unnecessarily excessive effort. Well, that's, that's not that's, that's complete, not really slaying. That's the opposite. That's just, yeah, that's it's, no. It's, that's, it's forced. You forced it. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's old. That's not. Yeah, that's not slang. That's just English. Now, this I've never heard of. Do you know what it means to bang thirties? Uh, oh, that's Zach, Zach Wilson. Like the that's the uh, a milf hunter, cougar lover. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no. To bang thirties <laughs> is to fight someone. I don't know about that. I think I'm closer. Do you know what it means? Now, I'm, after that response, I'm more terrified to ask you this one. Do you know what it means to beat your face or cake your face? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Okay, don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, it's, I wouldn't ask you if it was something that could not, if the actual explanation was something that well, could I mean, be. If you're, it, I mean, I would, move on. Beating your face or caking your face is applying makeup. Cake your face. Put makeup on. That's the opposite of masturbation. Do you know what bops means? Masturbation? No. Uh, oh, it's just to, to, to dab somebody, to hit them up. High five. No. A bop is a modern, enjoyable song. It's a bop. I said that, and Jenna laughed at me. She's like, did you just call it a bop? I'm like, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought that was Like um bop? Cool. No, a bop is a song. But um bop's a song. Do you know what bowda means? Oh, it's bad about it. It means you're ready to fight. It means I'm about to. Yeah, you're about to fight. You're up. You're ready, you're, you're ready to fight. Yeah, you're up for it. Do you know what bread is? It's, it's money. That's correct. Future money. Yeah, because because ah, remember Luke Whitehead, he wants to be on Atkins, but he loves the bread. Loves the bread. Because, <laughs> you know, it's money. I thought you still remember every Luke, Luke Whitehead rap lyric <laughs> 20 years ago. It's unbelievable. It's a great, the most underrated album ever in history of music. And you can't remember what ha- was said five <laughs> minutes ago, but a lyric from Whitehead's world from 20 years ago. No problem. No, I didn't. I, I remember uh, uh, cake bacon's like uh, putting on master uh, makeup. Makeup. There you go. Oh, masturbation. I know you did. <laughs> You've been saying it a lot this segment. Well, because that's what it you sounds instantly like. made me regret even doing this. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't regret it before. I know. Yet. Do you know what it means to catch a fade or catch these hands? Oh no! Oh, get these hands. That's Braun Strowman. That means uh, the, you want you want some. You want to challenge me. Means you're gonna get punched. You'll get hit. Yeah, you, you want to. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that one. I'm doing good at this. Do you know what a clapback is? Ah, oh, I know that from Twitter. That's uh, when you when you when someone makes a joke at you and you come back at them. You resp- yeah, respond to an you insult. Respond to an insult. Yeah, with an even greater insult. Yeah, look at me, man. I'm hip. Do you know? I'm cool. What clapped means? Uh, when you don't wrap it. No. <laughs> it's someone who was punched. You got clapped. I've never heard it. Uh, the, the, this person well, well, I mean, is a but, crazy person. I've never heard a crazy hold, person hold, referred hold, to as clap. You, but clap back, I mean, that's just like the same thing, right? No. But they're both claps. Clap is a punch in this in this instance. Clapping back is like an insult. It's not a, so if it's I not clap a physical ba- thing. So if I clap back, I'm speaking to you. Yes. If I clap you. If you get clapped, you got hit. You got clapped. You caught these. You caught those hands. You caught a fade. Okay, I got the clap. I've never heard a crazy person called clapped. Yeah, I haven't. But apparently either. that's no, a real thing. No, um, I've only heard that term at the clinic. Do you know what a cracky is? Um, crackhead. Someone who jewels or smokes. Now this one I think is wrong. Oh, oh what? Yeah. What they do? What or smoke? A cracky jewels. You know, like the the vape pen jewel. I didn't know that those were called jewels. Yeah, it's a brand. So, I mean, they, they have like a huge lawsuit against them. So if you so if you smoke cigarettes, you're a cracky. Uh, yeah, apparently. 
I don't like that because I'm a smoker and cracky's like just saying like you're a crackhead. Yeah. I don't think I'm not a crackhead. I'm too fat. Now this one, I think is wrong. I think this person is wrong. Do you oh. know what? Do you know what crossfaded means? Um, I mean, not a clue. Now that I, <laughs> I guess, don't even know, I can't even guess what that is. Crossfaded is like when you're both drunk and high. Like if you if you're drunk and then you smoke weed. You're crossfaded, and they say double inebriated, which I guess means the same thing. So, well, double inebriated doesn't even sound like slang. That sounds like just proper term. What do you mean? If you're double inebriated, doubly inebriated. Yeah, that doesn't seem like that's not slang. That's just like the definition. Because in the libra, I mean, well, libra is not a slang word. That's an actual word. That, I mean, that is the definition. That's what I'm telling you yeah. of crossfaded. Oh, I thought you said you could be. You could also be referred to as that. No, crossfaded means to be doubly inebriated. Oh, I don't like that one. That's stupid. I've heard that a lot. Well, those people are these. Do you know what dead ass means? I'm terrified. <laughs> Once again, I would not ask this to you if you could not say the explanation on radio. Oh man. I um You should know this one. Well, since I can't Okay, because I, I don't want kind of like, what it sounds like to me? Like <laughs> no, Don't say it. I don't think I can say it. Dead ass just means you're serious. Oh, wow, that's the old school dead ass. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just haven't used that in a long time. Okay. Whew, I thought it was a virginity thing. No. <laughs> no, I, I have not heard this before. Dead dogs and on dogs means the same as dead ass. No, it doesn't. I'm dead dogs. Their school color is garnet, not burgundy. <laughs> I'm dead ass. I'm on, do I'm on dogs. I'm dead ass serious. It's burgundy. I'm on dogs. <laughs> I'm mad at myself. I've I've used that before and how it, I just, just brain that. farted that one. That's an older one. Yeah. And, and this one, like this is the dog one. I don't like though. That that sounds like that's what that is. That that's newer. That's younger generation not being creative and trying to just rip off an old one and just mocking it and using it the same thing. What's well, how language works a lot of times? Yeah, it just like it just derives from stuff, something else. Man. Well, I mean, <laughs> everything's we didn't create language. So yes, we did. Who's <laughs> we? Well, you kind of have created your own language. I Thank to, you. I take it back. Yeah. It's not that hard, people. This one is, <laughs> I don't know how you don't know this, professor, kid, whatever. Don't do me dirty. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just don't do me wrong. Yeah, just don't, don't, don't cross me. Don't be cool. Yeah, don't be uncool. My wife uses this one all the time, and it's like 10 years after the fact. But do you know what it means if somebody's being extra? Like like smartass? No. Okay. If someone's being extra, they're doing, they're doing too much. Well, okay. I don't like if you're if you're in public and like you know something, you accidentally get sla splashed by like a puddle or something small. Like your 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 shoe gets wet and you're like crying about it and dramatic and like screaming about it. You're you're being extra. Is that just like a nice way of sending someone somebody drama queen because they feel drama queens just like dramatic. offensive? Or if you're like wearing like flashy clothes or like way too like nice clothes at like a casual event, you're you're being extra. Not familiar with that one, but yeah. okay. Uh, facts. Do you know what that means? According to you, never. Um, what? <laughs> according to you, I never know the facts. Well, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. You know them, you just refuse to acknowledge them. You just refuse to accept them. Um, yeah, it means you're being honest. Yeah, I agree with Spot what you on. said. A confirming question. I don't. You should know that. That's not a slang word. That's just the definition of it. Yeah. <laughs> to finesse something, you know what that means. It's pretty self-explanatory. To finesse something? I mean, I, I know this one. But to finesse something is to coerce it, to talk them into it? To steal. Like, okay. if, if, you, if somebody talked you into, like, giving them something that you probably shouldn't have, like, you got finessed. Like, if, that's, if it's a steal, then that's, like, that should be lifting. 
That's I mean that yeah that's the same thing. Okay, that seems like a better one. That that that, that I don't like the that, that that's the better term. Do you know what finna means? Finna? Finna's everywhere. You should know. Finna's been around since like we were in high school. You were maybe in high school. I was out of it by then. Um, finna like I'm finna. Uh, right, I'm finna do this. Do this, okay? Yeah, I don't. Do you know, know what it means? Not really. It's short for fixing to. Oh, I've never used it. I've heard it, but I've never used it. And this is another one that's very very old. The game. What's well, Triple H? It's life. That's Triple H. It's also it's also a classic movie with Michael Douglas. Do you know what gassing <laughs> or hyping something means? Gassing like overhyping like like pushing it. Just like offering somebody compliments, feeding an ego, gassing them up. I'm not familiar with that term. Okay. I always call it the smoke of the butt. Terrified to ask you this, but do you know what it means if you say you, I've got a blast? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've got a blast? Yes. I mean, i got a blast, so okay, I mean, this is the scenario. I'm, I'm at the club, I'm hanging out on 4th Street Live. I'm wearing, That's wearing, how I feel right now. I'm wearing skinny jeans and, and, a, and a T-shirt with a bunch of like cartoon uh, dragons on it from Ed, Ed Hardy. Oh, the dragon shirts. I mean, so... I got a blast. That means I got a buzz. I have to leave. Is I got a blast. Oh, mine's Audi five thousand G. For clueless. Is that what it's from? I hope I never knew where I got. It. I was just said it. Do you know what a hardo is? Pro- probably, but I don't think I'm allowed to say it. A hardo is like a tryhard, like someone who's just trying to do too much. Okay. <laughs> do you know what high key means? Isn't it like a poem with like twelve syllables? <laughs> haiku oh <laughs> look we're looking at we're looking at wayne's basement <laughs> but it's not wayne's basement high key, that weird high key is something that's very obvious <laughs> except for that slang term where did he do he's talking to the wrong kids no one says high key. what is it high key no one says high key it, what do you know what it means to get hip to something it means be down with it adopt the new trend yeah yeah be hip be cool be down yeah do you know what it means if you said tell someone to hop off uh, leave me alone. Yeah, mind your own business. Yeah. I'm dead means that was amusing. Okay, yeah, I, I guess I've heard that. It doesn't seem, yeah. Do you know what a John is? Like, this is, a, this is like, I feel like just like Philly slang. I don't think it's like a kid's thing. A what? A John. It's a toilet. No, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, what it is. A John is basically anything. It's like a thing, an object, a person. It's like any noun. It's a toilet. It's also the loo. J-A-W-N, not J-O-H-N. Oh, okay. Do you know what low-key means? And that the bad guy from the Avengers movie? I don't know. I don't watch the one that's, that's after like Thor and stuff. Oh, L O K I. Yeah, I've seen the characters. He's also Thor. a wrestler. Low key. Low key means not obvious. High key meant very obvious. You should have got known. Well, and first of all, low key. I do. I've heard low key. Yeah, that's yeah, on the down. We'd refer to it as the down low. Yeah, and why is this one even on there? Do you know what it means if somebody is big mad? Oh, they're just they're pissed. They're very mad. Uh, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. Do you know what no cap means? It means you're not wearing a cap. No cap. Oh means... no, no. It means going in bare. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, right. <laughs> no. And if that happens, then you then you're clapped. <laughs> right. This whole thing was a huge mistake. <laughs> Such a mistake. If you were smart to do it before five o'clock this time, I blame myself. <laughs> no cap means I'm serious. Cap means you're lying. Well, I mean, all right. <laughs> I'm hesitant to go on. Do you know what it means if you put someone on blast? Oh yeah, you call them out. Yes. Yeah, knew that. One, yeah. 
Do you, what, it, what does it mean I'm if cool. you tell someone to pull up or come through? Uh, put up or shut up. Just means come over. Invitation. You know, bleep or get off the pot, right? Yeah. Um, Is that kind of what it means? No, it just means come over. What was the if, actual term? Like if you were, if you wanted me to come over and like play video games and watch a game with you, you'd be like, oh, pull up. I'm big. Come on, pick up sticks. Well, <laughs> do we? Does that still a term? Yeah, sticks. I think are still the video game. Video games, yes. Yeah. Pick up sticks. Yeah. Um, do you know if something is sus? Do you know what that means? It gets what? If it's sus, s u s. I only think it's English. Is it? Well, this is slang. No, I have no idea what a sus is. It sounds like if like something a bad is sus, day. it's suspicious or shady. Oh, that's dumb. If it's shady, it's just shady. Shady's a slang term in its own right. If something smacks, do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's just I can't help it. It's uh, a tasty treat. Uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. When about. you get a good burger, it smacks. Okay, yeah, I don't like that. Uh, is that why they call it smack burger? Maybe. Okay. Or the smash burger. I'm done with it. <laughs> what's, what's the place called? Is it smack or smash? Smash. Oh. Smash burger. I should have gone with smack burger. I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> I'm having, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, the only reason I'm having fun is because I'm realizing how cool I actually am. I know a lot of these. Do you what trying means? It means you're trying. Trying to, correct. See, that's just lazy. That's the problem with some of the more current slang. Agreed. Is it's just, it's, you're, you're not even like trying, you're not even trying to, to like be creative. You're just like just taking other slang and like making a new word for it, like sus. If you tell someone like, to stay up, stupid. if you tell someone to stay up, what are you telling them? <laughs> the, wake up? No. It means you're going to be okay. Take Viagra? Like if, if you were having a bad day, I, you know, we're leaving and walking out the door, I'd be like, stay up, man. You're going to be okay. That's what that means. Keep your head up, man. Yeah, same thing. Stay up. Yeah, because, you know, again, modern slang is just lazy ripoff. If you've secured the bag, what does that mean? You get the money. Got the money. Correct. Yeah. That's a big one in sports, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so hip. I'm about to hit, I'm hit Fort Street up tonight. Go hang out the new iHeart Me- Studios. Members of them, yeah, I heard about that. They just yeah. moved over there. I get, I would pull up my members only jacket. Maybe maybe some, maybe some blue jeans. I was gonna say they they like. I uh, pull up the white jeans. I was in a Nick uh, yesterday. He's talking about how like they basically like ransacked the old iHeart Studios. It's like people were like just like ripping off the like on air signs. Like really, the, really? The I would have done the same. I would have maybe done it. Yeah. He's like, we're the only people here. There's nothing here. Because I sent him a text a while ago. I heard they were moving to the Fourth Street. I was like, guys, going to the old Tango Sid Cantina, and he's like. Post a picture of him and his now wife. I think then they were girlfriends, like at that bar. And he's like, "Back to my old stomping ground." <laughs> I saw someone post on Facebook like dude, p- turning off the lights for like the last time at the stadium. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of or stadium station. That was because I've been that station forever. Yeah, that Bishop Lane Street. It was like it was almost as close to my house as it is like here is. So I would not want to go downtown every day. Yeah, it would suck. The night, just the, the commute. Also, just the nice thing about that place is, it, I mean, it was literally right off the express. It's like oh, we yeah. are, we are kind of here it's as same well. Same thing, pretty much. But it's so nice to be able to just get right off the expressway and boom, right there. It was just like two exits down for me, so like I could get there in probably eight minutes. I can get here in like six, seven. It was. Well, it's only one exit over from here. Yeah, very, so, yeah, yeah, very, I mean, very easy. Um, okay, that's enough of the slang. What else we got? How many slang words are there? A lot, but like some of these are just like. Like he should know. Like if you're, <laughs> I appreciate the confidence. Yeah, I mean, if, like you got jokes. Well, that's, that's not even a slang term. That's just a phrase. It's a sarcastic acknowledgement of an unappreciated joke slash insult. Well, I mean, first of all, where's the difference between a phrase and a slang? Can a, a slang is usually like one one word to two word max, right? 
you can yeah most of the time i don't think you can have more than two words in a slang i guess a phrase can be know. slang but rarely i mean because a phrase i mean I, I mean i don't even know if you can really have two words for slang i mean a slang term should be just an individual word to describe a phrase right no i mean like you know he used like this ain't it like which, ducats that's money oh, i've never heard of that you never heard that okay. no but like secure the bag is a slang term like a c note's a hundred you use that a lot. Stack is a thousand. All about the Benjamins. I mean, Benjamins is a, is a money. I mean, there's money's got most probably more than anything. Blue faces. Is it the Blue Man Group? No, it's hundred dollars because they have the new the new hundred dollars. Oh, I heard that. that blue. Yeah, but okay. But I mean, and these are all one and maybe it's the max two word slang. I mean, anything over two is not a slang. It's a phrase, and that doesn't count. But there are slang phrases. Like secure the bag is a slang phrase. I guess. Can't you just say grab the bat? Oh, I guess the same thing. The same. <laughs> just change one word. I'm, I'm trying to minimize words, too. Bag it. <laughs> Easy. But there's already enough, like, words to use to describe, like, you know, money that you don't need to add on the grab the bat. I can't believe you said going in bear. <laughs> what was that? You could have just not said it. I mean. <laughs> what are we going to do? I mean, isn't that a slang term too in its own right? <laughs> that was for no cap, right? <laughs> I mean, I can see why. Okay. But you had to have known that that's not actually what it meant. Well, I don't know. I wasn't going to, I mean, I wouldn't have asked you that if I wasn't. If I, I mean, you don't, you don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know what these kids are thinking these days. I mean, they're. I, I thought I thought kids today were more like 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 they were less prudish. They were more more open with 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 terms and kids things. today are having less sex than ever. Uh, Nobody's having sex anymore. What's this mean? I'm cool finally. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna make the joke. <laughs> Woo! Finally, with the trends. Finally, celibacy rules. <laughs> oh God. Um... <laughs> Texture says, "Going got a blast is what Jimmy Neutron said when he left that cartoon. That's the story behind the slang. I never watched Jimmy Neutron. I didn't either. Texture said, Crossfaded is just Trevor's Friday night. I don't drink, though. Yeah. But I make up up for it enough. Texture said, oh, my God, I'm laughing hysterically at this. Texture says, God, Trevor's the best. Going in bear. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Texture says, every item at Arby's smacks. TK. No, nah, no, that's not true because I don't, I don't like, you know, and they put, they put lettuce and stuff on it. Church says smack burger means something way different in southern Indiana. I, don't even know. I, bet, it, <laughs> I bet it does. That could be a slang term. Like that would be like uh like uh, like getting too high on heroin or something called smack burger. I got smack burgered. Yeah. There you go. Right. Church says are effigies counted as statues? If so, I'd nominated the crack door. <laughs> don't think that counts. <laughs> Says, I can see us putting up a crack door just so we could tear it down like like, ben, like a Bin Laden way. Man. Just build it just so we can celebrate ripping it down and destroying it. Texas <laughs> says, uh, great taste, Mike. Japanese Breakfast is one of my favorite groups, too. Yeah, Paprika is one of my, may, might be my favorite song of like the last two years. They're I mean, very good. Do, should I listen to them? I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but just, I mean, just off the hearing the name, I feel like it sounds like a techno band. Yeah, a little bit. They're... they're Hard to kind of put in a box, but kind of like maybe a little bit techno pop if you want. I mean, to just say it just when you call yourself Japanese breakfast, I feel like I'm expecting. And, I'm, and listen, I don't hate techno music; not my favorite. I don't think you'd like it. 
I mean, I, there's some that if it's catchy enough, I'll get into it, but sure. not, yeah. Texas Bear Bryant, the FSU bus is just past me on 65 with a police escort. I could see Jordan Travis bawling his eyes out. <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, Texas Mark 7-5 and five with an impressive win over Mississippi State Stoops. I, I liked making those jokes, too. They've, they're winning too much now. For we, we need them to start losing again so if we can get back to those jokes. Uh, last, last text before we take a break here. Texas, do we determine that KS Bar is, in fact, a front for, for the Cats cult that rivals the A&M weirdos? It's where, no. they, it's where they do the yell. They do the meow. What, what A&M calls it the yell, the yell? Yell practice. Yell practice. Yeah. They call it the meow practice. That's bad. <laughs> I don't know what to do with any of those. Uh, yeah. We'll take a break. When we come back, FSU talk coming up in hour number three. We'll get there. Also, uh, more of you on the Thornton Sex Line, 502 414 We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour number three is on the way next here on He wrote the song when he was 16 in high school. Did he really? Yeah. I like this. Imagine, I mean, I can't imagine being able to be good enough to write anything like no. this. At any age of those things. I mean, can you imagine? What if my song would have sounded like at 16? There's a lot of stuff. And like, like Paul McCartney was, I think, 27 when the Beatles broke up. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, it's unreal. Insane to think about. I like this. I like the Nico version of the song, too. This one's the best. But Oh, this is, no, this is the best version. And this is... I mean, best song for Jackson Brown? Not maybe most famous, but best. Uh, I mean, it was his first hit. I know. You know, you know, you know. I like it, Fountain of Sorrows. I say you probably you know more songs of them than I do. Probably you're a bigger fan than I. You saw him at Dayton. Fountain of Sorrows, so set, well, right state, but yeah. Okay. Sorry. Nutter Center. Don't, never don't disparage the Nutter Center like that. <laughs> is that is that a slang term? I saw him in Louisville too. Hang out down another center. No cap in the no Nutter Center. Allowed. No cap in the Nutter Center. <laughs> I like how we specifically said, thank God we weren't doing this in the 5 o'clock hour last segment, and now we're right back doing this at 5.06. <laughs> I snorted. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he wrote uh, like he wrote for a dancer in Found of Sorrow, but they were about, I think, his, his first wife committed suicide. And so a lot of the songs, when you listen to them, it's like, you know, like taking that into account, it's... It, Super sad. I feel like you've told me that before. Yeah. yeah, a lot. Like my dad had a rule back in the day. It was like if you're ever feeling sad, you just cannot listen to Jackson Brown. Like <laughs> he, he like ten like Rutherford rules for life, and that was one of them. But th- those are both great songs. Doctor My Eyes is a great song too. It's like you go into Glenville and it's got the sound like in Wayne's World and no stairway denied. <laughs> no, like Jackson no Jackson Brown. Brown. <laughs> no Jackson Brown allowed. I, st- I don't. I can't. Really... like somebody's baby. No, no denied. No. Well, that one could be allowed. <laughs> yeah, it's a little overbeat. I can't think of a. I, I didn't know that song was ever featured in a sports movie. Yes, so it I can't is. think. I can't think of what that would be. Um, I, you don't tell me. We got one left. Uh, do you want me to give you like at least? I'll give you another hint. It is football. 
Hmm. I know it's not unnecessary roughness. No. <laughs> or necessary roughness. No. I always can't remember which one it is, too, and I love the movie. It's necessary. Yeah, I, I constantly always say unnecessary, and I love the movie, too, and I still can't get his name. The only thing you have to remember is, like, unnecessary is the actual saying. Yeah. So necessary roughness. But I just get the, confused constantly. I, did, yeah. I, I think I've always done that same thing. Yeah. Uh, anyways, welcome in. 5 o'clock hour, Rutherford Show here. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. i got a couple things to get to. We've talked about the – we talked, started the show talking about the volleyball win last night. Go Cars. UK sucks. We've talked about the Kenny Payne, John Calipari on stage last night answering some questions, getting a little chummy. People had thoughts on that. We talked about slang uh, that Trevor tried to figure out, which went, I mean, I I was going to say disastrously, but as you would expect, it was. Just add it it to another long list of reasons why I should not be hanging out with anybody young. (laughs) Between this and you crashing a manual high school party, the evidence is starting to stack up against you. And you yesterday <laughs> saying that you look like First, someone who would steal okay. kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, I said people may perceive that, but I'm not. <laughs> that's what I said. That's, that's the look I'm going for. Like, I'm not looking for the, I don't, I like, I don't like walk into the mall and they're like, what kind of style you want? Like, I, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a, I'm looking to snatch your child off the streets kind of vibe. Your fall of Dr. Yeah. Line? Yeah, I mean, yeah like, I'm not looking for that. Like, just go watch some of the last few episodes and get the wardrobe down. What do you have in the winter <laughs> kids' natural line? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, that's not like the one I'm looking for. It's, I can see that being perceived. Your bucket hats. <laughs> Where's the chloroform? <laughs> okay. No. It's <laughs> not clothing. <laughs> I, I just said I can see the people in the lines. I'm not, I'm not snatching your kids, okay, people? Um, I can't stress that strongly I enough. I really can't. I want that to be well known, okay? Uh, what was the other thing you said that I, I've been... I don't know. Accused of... Oh, we got, I didn't crash a manual party. Oh, yeah. I, first of all, <laughs> let, let the record show... A, I was, yes, at, at the party. And the only reason I want to continue to admit it because it's the, the closest I've been to a cool kids party in my life. Took 26 years or so to get there, but I finally made it. Now, that party, I was there before the party actually started. So, in a way, the party came to me. Like, I didn't, like, show up and, like, like walk in. You crashed the pregame. Like, yeah, I was there, but I was there before, like, any anybody yet was around. Like, I was just hanging out, and then and I, make I, it work. I come out of the room, and, like, there's a party, like, formed or something. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's there to year. You started the party. I feel like they came because of me. You started the party. Yeah. Uh, before we get to this FSU stuff, I don't know if you saw official – News today, official confirmation, the Fred Cowgill lawsuit against Trinity is done. We knew that he dropped it a while ago, but they, they now, the, the, the courts takes a while to process all this stuff. Uh, in order from the Jefferson County Church, dismissed dismiss the suit with prejudice. Now, here's the interesting part, is that there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I bet Trinity pays something to make this go away behind the scenes or something like that. Well, that'd be a settlement. According to, this, 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 according to the dismissal, no settlement was paid. So there was no, mm-hmm. like, like, up front, there was no, like, hey, now, make this go away. When it's saying boom, with done. prejudice, that means it can, be, it can be brought back up, right? It can be brought back up. It means double jeopardy or in the way has not been implied. And some... Essentially, it means, like, he's withdrawing his complaint, even though he still feels like there's some validity to it. Yeah, but, but legally, what that term means is he, he, can, he can re- Refile if wanting, I assume, right? I'm not. I'm not sure. Law you, class didn't you, cover that. You didn't one make here. that far. Yeah, I'm not that, sure. That was that was that was day two. <laughs> that was that was in week. That two. was a, that was law class year two. That was that was a. They covered that in section two. I mean, I hear it all the time in like you know, courtroom shows. So that's why I figured it meant. Couldn't say. Didn't cover. Okay. Didn't cover it. 
Uh, let's talk about Florida State real quick. This, this game, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. After scouring the internet the last couple of days, the good thing about playing Florida State is there's always, like, a ton of information for, like, news and notes posts. There's always, like, because they have, like, a million media outlets because they're a huge football fan base. So every time it's game week, you can find all these stats, you can find all these predictions. It's great for material. I, I noticed that FSU fans, despite this being a coin flip game nationally, Louisville fans have no idea what to do with this game because we've looked, you know, we've, we got blown out as five and a half point favorites and we won as five and a half point road underdogs. We have no idea what to expect on Friday night. Florida State fans, they feel like they know exactly what to expect Friday night. They think they're going to win. They, they think they're going to win big. And I, I put some of the predictions on the News and Notes post on Card Chronicle today. Our friends over at State of Louisville, I just saw their post go up, they scoured the internet, found every single prediction from a FSU site. Now, there's some national picks. Most of the national picks are also taking FSU to win uh, and to cover. But every single Florida State writer who has a website, blog, rival site, whatever, there are 22 predictions that are on the internet right now. All 22 have Florida State winning. And the average score is by right around 10 points. These people, like, they're, I don't know, they know that we don't. But they think they're just going to run all over us. They're making disparaging remarks about UofL. When Florida State fans get chesty, when they feel like they've got <laughs> something, they are like Miami fans. They get really chesty. I mean, apparently they've been waiting a long time to get chesty. I mean, they, 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 this is... Is it more desperation than actual no, chestiness? I, I mean, there, you, you, there's, there's definitely a side to argue that it's not, it's not you shouldn't be chesty. But I think in the, on the same... Way you can argue that they're they have reason to be chesty. I mean they, this is they they just I know it's you know Duquesne or whatever it was that they they played in week one. But you pointed out going into that game when we were out there at the you know, beautiful Oxmore Ford. That's right. They, they've Road, been bad against FCS teams. Yeah, that they had been bad against FCS, including losing the one last year on that Hail Mary. So I mean the fact that they beat them like seventy two nothing, whatever it was, it was a score that you would expect in that type of game, especially from the Florida State perspective. And they go, you know, in LSU, where I guess it wasn't LSU's technical home, but it was in the Sugar Bowl, right? I mean, Superdome, yeah. Superdome. So it's yeah. pretty, you're basically playing in LSU. A lot of LSU fans. Yeah, really? In Louisiana? Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I've been, to, I've driven the Sugar Dome. I mean, it's it's good distance from Tallahassee. So, um, I mean, that, that's so, yeah. And you won that game, a game that I don't think anyone thought they would win, including myself. Um, I think they have every reason to be, to be chesty right now and, and kind of feel like, hey, maybe we're back. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're in a very similar situation we are with our coach. Like, you got to show me a little more than just maybe a couple wins to make me back, you know, and believing in you. But that's that's them and not us. Counterpoint. We own FSU. We have been. We've been better than them since we joined the ACC. I thought we were 500 with them. We are, but Which we should have won two of those me, games. Yeah. We should have won two of those extra games. They've only beaten us, I think, 2015, I want to say is the only time where they've beaten us, and it was like, and even that was a semi-competitive game, but they were clearly the better team, and they played better than us for four quarters. Besides that, I mean, Bobby run the damn ball one time. The fluky plays in 2014. Now we've beaten them two years in a row. And last year, honestly, should have been worse than it was. We let them, we got up way too big, and then we let them just hang around, and uh, Keto Clark made the pick to steal the game. But we've been, you know, we, we, we kind of, I don't want to say we've had their number, because like you said, it's, it's technically a 500 record, but it feels like we've, been better than they have been in head-to-head matchups since we joined the conference. What is the football like the football version of Louisville basketball? I mean, they won the title in 14, we won in 13, and ever since then, both of us have been just shells of what we normally should be. 
Yeah, and they also had like that 2016 season where they weren't as good as they expect to be, but they still won 10 games and won the Orange Bowl. That was kind of like us being a two seed in 2017. Yeah, losing. I mean, it's kind of eerie. I mean, a little bit similar. I know, you know, Fisher left them, and I mean, Patino left us, you know, Patino left because he got caught being shady. Fisher just left because he is shady. So, I mean, it's kind of eerie a little bit if you think about it. I mean, it's. We're both proud programs who have, had, you know, have. Is Willie Taggart the football Chris Mack? <laughs> I always felt so bad because I loved Willie Taggart. Like everybody as a, did. As a Western guy, like, I remember one of the first. I mean, I was at the game when we played Western, and he broke the. Re- I mean, they they gave us all we wanted. He ran for like three hundred yards on us, like quarterback. Uh, I, I could not believe how bad he was there, but awful. Yeah, he was. He was bad. His, I mean, would he be the, the, the FSU Chris Mack? I feel like no. I feel like right now, currently, they have our Chris Mack and Nobel. Oh, Nobel, whatever his name is. Yeah, he's trying to. He's trying to prove that he's not. I but know, but I think he's more of their Chris Mack than our Kenny Payne. This is also like the the difference between the fan bases to me is, and maybe it's because in football, if you've had success historically, you just kind of assume it's going to come back. But they've had this coach who has been wildly unpopular. For since he got there, in the moment when he showed up, like half the team half, there was like a revolt, and then he's not winning at all. Yeah, like if this were Louisville fans, like we are, we are so hesitant to buy into anybody, right? Like we are even right now. Satterfield beats UCF, and everybody's like, "This is classic roller coaster, Scott. This is this is what he does." I've got no faith in his ability to make this a consistent thing. Now, some people will, but some people won't. But there's no like unanimity. Un- <laughs> There's no unanimous, I'm just going to avoid that word entirely, uh, contingent of fans that are all saying the exact same thing. I mean, I'm more the former than the latter of what you just same. described. Yeah. I, I think most fans are. There's, there's some that are like, he's, he's the guy who's going to kill it. Like FSU fans, after having several years where they think it's going to get right and it hasn't gotten right, they now have this guy who they've been very, very hesitant to jump on board with, who's won two games against zero ranked opponents. LSU may wind up being fantastic. They may wind up sucking. We have no idea at this point in the season. And you've beaten Duquesne. And they're still like, they're all in. Like, we're a good football team. We're going to blast Louisville. We're, and you don't have to be an elite football team to beat Louisville right now. I'm, I'm not saying that. But, like, they are, there is nobody who's kind of being like, eh, I feel like this is my, kind of where Mike Norvell slips up. Whereas with us, especially in football, we're like waiting for the bad thing to happen, right? Like this is the game that you like. We're definitely going. We're going to be undefeated, and we're going to lose to UConn. I can see that. Like we're all predicting that sort of thing. They maybe it's because they've won a national ch- title this decade. They've been. You know, they expect to eventually get back to where they're used to being, where they expect to be. They're just assuming it's going to happen this year, and that mentality, I think, for us as a fan base, is just a totally foreign one. Yeah, uh, they've also. I guess I forget they like you said they they have been. They're they're they're. Time uh, not at the top has been less than ours has in basketball. Like we went pretty much. Well, I guess you know because I forget Jimbo did stay around a little bit longer after the potential title year. But I mean, but they have reason to be chesty right now. I think. I think so. Well, a little bit. The other thing that I want to talk about with with regards to the FSU game. So you picked again. You picked us to lose this game anyway. So you're not chesty. Well, I, I might change by tomorrow. We'll have the pregame Ooh, show. I'll, I'll, you never know. I reserve the right to change. That's a that's a different mic. Could be a different mic. A lot can happen in 24 that's hours. Podcast Mike. Podcast Mike. Radio Mike's. Radio Mike, print Mike. Podcast Mike is more like, you know, negative and he's kind of, you know, in the bay. He's down at Glenville listening to, you know, early Jackson Brown. I don't live with my parents. <laughs> my dad's basement is not in my basement. Hasn't been for a long time. It's okay, man. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, he's, that's, that's podcast Mike. 
Radio Mike is, you know, more like hanging out with Trevor. He's, you know, um, what's what's the what's the one where you go across the uh, double faded or whatever? What's it called? Cross faded. Cross faded. You know, that, that's that's Radio Mike. More more cheery. Is he? We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow. Tune in. Tune in five to six want. for the pre pregame show. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I want to talk about: Jarvis Brownlee, Louisville cornerback. There's a lot of just crossing swords for lack of a, to use another term, in this Louisville-Florida State rivalry. I know what that slang term means. You've got Jordan Never Travis. Never Devil's three-way. Yeah. You've got, you've got Jordan <laughs> Travis and Jared Jackson on the FSU team who are both transfers from, from Louisville. You've got Jarvis Brownlee, who's a transfer from Florida State. All these guys are going to play in this game tomorrow night. I mean, we've always had guys from Florida on the roster as well. That's always been pushed as a narrative when we play Florida State. I mean, Right, but uh, transfers from the actual program that's true, is, yeah. is different. Brownlee is a guy who I don't think I realized how much FSU fans don't like him until I guess they blamed him for a lot of their defensive problems last year until like I saw all the tweets like I'm celebrating the UCF game. I I make the obvious joke after the game where I'm like greatest defense in the history of college football go cards. And I got probably like four or five dudes who are saying some form of the the saying like I can't wait to watch our guys like tap that helmet on Jarvis Brownlee as they're running past him on next Friday night. Like they're all about we're going to embarrass this kid. And Brownlee was asked about the Florida State game. He had this to say. He said, I think this week is going to be great. I definitely circled this one on the calendar. But I have a lot of love for those guys over there on the offensive side of the ball. They're a great team, and I'm just looking forward to battling, man. It's going to be a fight. Competition is going to be there. I know they're going to come in and target me a couple of times. I'm just prepared. Honestly, I'm ready. I'm looking forward to playing against my guys that I still have a bone with over there. Shout out to those guys. So he's he's ready to go, but I Look up Jarvis Brownlee's name, uh, Twitter search it, and see like what FSU fans are saying. They, having a bonus they just, why that means having issues with them, right? It's I thought so, but he's he's not using it in those terms. He's acting like it means that they're still friends. But nah, I don't know. I think it's a slang term all over again. He did make it a point to say like I still have friends on the offensive side of the ball over there, and like which is a weird thing to specify as if like he doesn't like anybody on the defense. But maybe that's like the, the, maybe that's why he transferred. And like the people I had to be hanging around with, but you know the ones I only saw in small doses were cool. Now. Jordan Travis is probably the most notable crossover guy in this rivalry. Was a quarterback here, um, realized that his quarterback coach didn't know his name in the middle of the 2018 season, and was like, "Okay, this sucks. I'm going to go ahead and leave." Uh, he's I what he thought his name was. I mean, I, I say that like 25 percent joking, but <laughs> I didn't think you asked. I didn't think you were joking. No. <laughs> Travis goes to Florida State. He wins the starting quarterback job after a year. He's been their guy now for the last two seasons, and mm-hmm. is. Played well so far this season. He gets asked now about coming back to Louisville, which I think everybody forgets this isn't like his – he was on the team a couple of years ago that played here, did not play well. Uh, Trevor Purdy also got into that game, went like 0 of 9, throwing the ball. Like, Well, Travis didn't – he didn't start that game, though. Didn't, didn't McKenzie start that game? Did McKenzie start that game? I thought yeah, Jordan Travis I thought, did. I thought McKenzie started and got hurt, and then Travis came in, and then Purdy came in at the end. You might be right. That may have – because I, I know Travis only started four games that season. I thought for some reason that he started that game against us. I mean, McKenzie always gets hurt, so, I mean, it's, it's a safe assumption to think it happened in that game. Who Like, who anybody they played against us did not do well because we lit them up that game. Uh, no, Jordan Travis started. He was 14 of 32, uh, 144, 140 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Chubba Purdy then came in and was 0 for 9 throwing the ball. So th- th- those are the only two guys that played quarter. I think I think McKenzie was already hurt by that point in the season. Okay. And Travis was the starting quarterback. Was, when that, was that the year they played Notre Dame beginning of the year? This, McKenzie. this was the COVID year. McKenzie was the quarterback the year before, I think is what you're thinking of. No, Peter Poor was a hornback guy. Yeah. I'm looking at, I was just looking at their team right now. So 2020, they played... In 2019, yeah, the 19 when we played them and they beat us, their starting quarterback was the guy that went to um, 
the Wisconsin, the Hor- Horny Brook. Horny Brook. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Because then he transferred to Wisconsin. He transferred from Wisconsin or something. He transferred to Wisconsin. I okay. And Could James, be wrong. About James that. Blackman was the other quarterback on that team. It was from Wisconsin, by the way. He was a, he was a grad transfer. Gotcha. Gotcha. I knew he was all Wisconsin. He was on a really good team. I knew. Yeah. I knew, I knew Wisconsin was in there too. Exactly. You're not going to forget a name like Horny Brook. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know what it is. That sounds like the name of a Wisconsin quarterback. Really? Like Alex Hornybrook. That just sounds like I feel like it's. I don't know. I just picture the you know the six five like corn fed white dude playing quarterback for Wisconsin. Not what I think of when I think of horny. I think of, I think of Wisconsin. We we have different definitions of horny. We do. <laughs> so Jordan Travis, um, third year as either the full time starter or part time starter as the quarterback. So he he's played against Louisville before at Cardinal Stadium. FSU media is acting like this is the first time he's ever been back. But he got asked about he got asked the question earlier this week and said, you know, you return to Louisville. How are you thinking? Is this on your mind? Is it a revenge game? What are you thinking? And he said a little bit. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not on my mind. It's definitely on my mind a little bit, but it's just another game for me. It's kind of contradicting in the same sentence, but whatever. Uh, it's another game for this football team. We're just going to go out there, get a win, give, give everything we have, give 100%, and keep getting better every single day. Man, Jordan Travis has it down. Like He knows exactly. <laughs> he knows how to walk, walk the line. He also got asked about Malik Cunningham and the success that he's had. He said, I'm, I'm proud of Malik for sure. I've been watching him and supporting him for a long time. He's a great person, a great player, and I look forward to competing against him. Like The man's not going to give you any sort of just inflammatory statement. He's not going to do it. He's not going to give you bulletin board material. He's a quiet kid, and he knows how to run the media. Like That's just – Brownlee didn't really do it either, but they're not – everybody wants to play well, at the storyline. Well, yeah, I mean – Brownlee at least said he's got it circled. Like he's – he got into it a little bit more than Jordan Travis was. I, we haven't heard Jared Jackson talk, even though they used – Travis and Jackson in their uniform reveal video from last week, which I don't think is any sort of coincidence. But like these two teams, they just don't like each other, Trev. They, they don't like each other. There's a lot more to play than like rivalry, but there's a little bit of rivalry. There's a reason why when we we had the discussion of if you're gonna if you're keeping three teams that you're gonna play year and you know when we did the schedule thing, we've had a nice back and forth. Florida State was the one I wanted on there. I, I feel like they are the closest thing to. A like good ACC rival we have, and some of that does stem from the Metro days, but I think they are the like the best thing in in conference rival we we have. I mean, as you said, we're, I mean since we've been in there, we're six and six against them. We've got transfers back and forth. There's been you know heated moments between you know them to come back to the ended our 18 season and you know us you know beating them last. Uh, and by the way, it was last year when McKenzie was the starter and Jordan didn't actually play against us. Gotcha. He ended up taking over for McKenzie after we beat him and sent him to 0 and 4. You know, so I mean, that's I, I think there's they are I mean is I mean you you can't maybe you can argue of how much of a rivalry it is, but I think they are the best thing or closest thing to a, a definition of a rivalry we have in the ACC. Maybe. I mean, I mean who would be who would be better? Well, I don't think they see us that way. Is the issue? It's, well, it's, it's a one-sided type deal. I think they should. I think. I think the problem with them is they see it. They look at us and think that they should be better than us in football because, in tradition, for the most part, they are. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I kind of get it. But over the last six years, they haven't. They've been at our level to a degree. And now, whether that's them playing too far down or us playing too high up is is well, I don't think it, I don't think it's that. I think both programs have been not at the level that they expect to be. Ever since that 2016 game, I think we both have taken a dip, and we're kind of waiting to get back. But it, it's a of course they have on us in basketball, unfortunately. Yeah, you're, you're never going to be a major rival with Florida State football because they've got too many built-in rivals. I mean, they've already got Miami, they've already got Florida, and they have Clemson now in, in football, who they view as I think their primary Atlantic Division rival for 
understandable reasons. So we're always going to be kind of on that back burner. But there, for us, I mean, we have had a nice back and forth. The games have, by and large, been, I don't want to say great, but they've been close for the most part. You've had a, a couple of really entertaining games, and we've never just, like, rolled over and been destroyed by them, which they can't say the same. We've beaten them badly two of our four wins. Except in basketball. Well, basketball is – we're not talking about Sadly. basketball. Sadly. We're not talking about basketball, thankfully. Uh, but football, we've, we've kind of we've, – we sort of had their number. But I'm sure that they view us as a program that should not be 500 with them over eight years and that should not have you know the upper hand in the rivalry, if you want to refer to it that way. And that's why this game, they feel like if we're going to get back to being who we're supposed to be, we have to start taking care of teams like little old Louisville, right? Like That, that has to be your mentality if you're Florida State right now. It, you should be competing with Clemson and Clemson alone in the Atlantic every year. Well, you know, to that, I tell the people of Tallahassee to suck it, and we will do what we can to make you hate us because Agreed. I'm not a big fan of you. Who would be – I think we've probably had this discussion before, so if we've had, just remind me quickly. What would be the school that Louisville that, – that considers Louisville a rival but Louisville doesn't? In the same perspective that you say that I think Florida State and Louisville, and I think they can be rivals. I think they are. Paul. <laughs> I don't think that's right because you clearly have, have a rivalry hatred for them. That's not rivalry. <laughs> I mean, it used to be. Well, well now it is because we lost to them. It's just got to be like Memphis, maybe? Yeah, but we see Memphis as a rival too. If we're talking about like football. That's true. I mean, I don't know if it's a rival as much as I just hate them. I mean, but. Yeah, well, that's that's the, that's kind of the same. That's, yeah. yeah, same thing as hate rivalry. You just hate the person. I think for a while, like back in the day, it may have been like hate, we hate Clemson more than a rival. No, man. back in the day, it may have been like East Carolina. I think we had a good rivalry, kind of back and forth, but we sort of viewed ourselves as above them. And they, I think, for a while, were holding on to it. even when we were beating them like seventy three to nothing. They're like, yeah, we're still a rivalry. I'm like, eh, it doesn't really count anymore. Southern Miss was kind of the same way, even though I mean, we left conferences before that could really totally fizzle out. I almost feel like you, I mean, yeah, but you're you're kind of leaning in football. I think to answer this question, you almost had to look more basketball. I was, I you? thought you were just asking a football question. Well, I guess you, yeah, you you're were saying right. the way we right. Florida I guess, State. I guess though, but for us, it, to, but to have Florida State's perspective, like to be able to look down on people, you almost have to go to basketball. We really there's very little football we can look down on people with. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basketball, I would think we would have more of it though, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Here's the thing, though. I guarantee there's probably teams that, that we don't even we, we can't name because we don't think of them as rival and they're, they're in their local station. Well, it's so and so right now and going, oh, Louisville's a rival. We no, hate them. No, the, the problem is we switch conferences so often. That's like, true. Like, you can't really, like, I think for a while there, like Marquette probably viewed us as more of a rival than we viewed them until they started beating us consistently. And then that became a really good rivalry. Yeah, you're right. That's but, a good one. I don't think there's been like you know, you know. Your co- the conference thing is a good point. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to build a robbery. It's which is why I hate all the realignment constantly because yeah. like, you you just feel like you're gaining something. Like I felt like we were really building something cool with West Virginia in both sports. I agree in the Big East, and then boom, they're gone and that's over. I think you know Syracuse is it felt like more of a rivalry when we were in the Big East in both sports, and then they fell off completely in football since we've been in the ACC. And also in the ACC, you've got so many traditional basketball programs. Like, we're joining this conference that has 11 of its 15 members have been here forever and have been playing each other forever. We've got no history with them, and we're not going to— like, you're not going to become an arch rival with Duke at this point. You're not going to become an arch rival with NC State or Wake Forest. Although Wake has kind of been—we've had a little bit of a thing there. We had something maybe just use a better term that people like to mock me for saying budding rivalry with Pitt in basketball a little bit, I think. We did for a while, and then we just started beating them every year. Yeah. And they started sucking, too. Like, we, we beat them, like—I think what, we had a, a run there before we lost him two years ago of, like, 16 straight wins over Pitt or something. Like, that—but in the Big East, for sure. Like, we had some great games. UConn, too. Like, we had a, a nice yeah. little rivalry with UConn going. 
and then it just all gets blown to hell when you have to change. change I mean, well, one of the, one of the arguments I've used for Florida State being a rival AC does help that we have history stemming back to the Metro and the the 2002 game, which you brought up, which was out of, out of conference. You yeah. know, you know them blowing us out and then us, you know, kind of coming back two years later with the win. You know what we need to do? My last thought before we take a break for Friday night's game. This is a must, and I know you're going to like this. Okay. Opening kickoff. Archie, we ready? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Because O two, that's not. I mean, why? Do, first of all, the fact that we don't play that before every kickoff is a. We do it sometimes. No, there's no. Sometimes. But for this game, that needs to be it. Has I mean, to be it. it. It should be played. First of all, it should be played every game. Second of all, yes. Yeah. Opening kickoff. Archie, we ready? Needs to happen. I mean, if, is Broderick Clark going to take it back to the fifty to open the game? Should. Probably gonna be that's, what we, that's what we did in 2002. Probably going to be a touchback. Start the game with open. Yeah, it probably will be. I mean, if we take the opening kick, we get the ball first and take the kickoff back to like the 50 or beyond. What if it's Braden Smith? I mean, that's... Broderick yeah. Braden. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. Let's take a break. And Every come time back, I hear Archie playing in another stadium, I just like, you rip off. It's not yours. That's ours. It's ours. That's ours. Before we take a break, though, reminding you about our friends over at AirServe. Available 24-7. They've got technicians always ready to come out and fix your heating or air conditioning problems. Give them a call any time of the day at 502-264-9662. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, they're going to make sure that you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home. Visit AirServe online at airserve.com backslash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com backslash Louisville. We love our friends over there. So if we'll take a break, we'll come back, we'll read some text and wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday here on 1450 The Big X. Like the pine trees lining the winding road, I've got a name. I got a name. Like the singing bird and the croaking toad, I've got a name. I've got a name. And I carry it with me like my daddy did. But I'm living a dream that he kept hid. Moving me down the highway, rolling me down the highway. Moving ahead so life won't pass me by. Good song. I mean, Five O'Clock Hour is two great songwriters, aren't it? Could not agree more. I have no idea what sports movie either one of these songs is in. <laughs> This is actually the opening song of said movie. The Jackson Brown one happens during the... Is it mo- We Are Marshall? During the I've moment of contemplation on what to do for the char- The main character has a moment of contemplation, and it's like the montage of it. Is it, it. Brian's song? It is not. I guess that would be early. Before. I mean, I could give you the main person. If I give you the main actor, I'd probably give it away, but at that, we're at that point now. The water boy? <laughs> It has to be a movie I haven't seen before. First of all, think of what's the, the movie with the Syracuse guy? That's the the Express. The Express. Mm, it's, it's okay. Not, it's, it's not, not that movie. Okay. I mean, think the air that you're hearing right now. Yeah. So you let's think the movie's based. When do you think the movie's probably based in? 
late 60s, early 70s? Close, more like late mid 70s, okay. late 70s. It is starring Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I never saw this movie. That that the, the Eagles movie, Invincible. Yeah, yeah. I heard it was bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's freaking awesome. Okay. Are you saying that just because you're an Eagles fan, or would you like it if it was like about a guy who walked on for the Lions? Yeah, I don't like that question. There you I don't, I, yeah. you yeah, that. Obviously, yes. Um, now, as as anyone knows me, I'm even even though I love it as an Eagles fan, I will nitpick the movie. There was some, you know, he didn't try out like they they make it seem like he was he had a private track with Vermeil because the wide receiver coach for the Eagles was his head coach for the Virginia, uh, Philadelphia Bells. He played for USA a world team. They like to make like you didn't play college ball, which is true. But he played in the World League. So he played professional football for a year before he had tried out for them. And they kind of make it look he scores like this touchdown against the Giants on a on a on where he uh, on a kick return, right? He, he hits the kick returner and picks up the ball and takes it in the end zone. As anyone knows if false football, you can't you can't forward a a, a fumbled punt a punt, so which they and they acted like this happened in week two of the season. The the moment actually did happen, but it happened in preseason. Thanks for making me never want to watch this movie again. But the movie, it's it's good. It's a, other than that, it is actually a kind of a touchy movie. But it falls on the all the same tropes that every pretty much Disney sports movie has done for the last twenty years, like The Rookie, Invincible, Express. Every one of them are pretty much the same paint by numbers movie. Yeah, and it's it gets, it's gotten old, unfortunately. So. If you, the only way you're going to like any of them in the last 20, 25 years is if it's about something you already have interest in. I can see that. Dick uh, Vermeil, two movies he's in about underdogs. Cool. One actually called Underdog. Yeah. And he's in the one, the Kurt Warner movie that I thought was fake the entire time. They were well, that's what I mean. He's, yeah, he's, he's, his character's played in that and in Invincible. There you go. He's not actually in the movie. I meant the character. You know, Welcome person. back into the, this is the UofL College of Business Studios. Reminding you again to go to business.louisville.edu for more information about how you can earn your MBA in just 17 months. Business.louisville.edu. We'll go to the Thornton sex line here for the last segment. Uh, text line just loaded up during the last segment. Last thing I want to say before you get to text line. Okay. Is this more about Invincible? Good AEW show last night. Okay. Tag team match. Go watch uh, Lucha Brothers versus uh, Swerve in Their Glory. Awesome match. Okay. 502 oh, I'm going to say. I'm just throwing it out there. I appreciate it. 502 4 1450 is the Thorn Sucks line. Hey, Mike, talk about this Aaron Judge Red Sox smoke, will you? From a Red Sox fan. Was there smoke between them? I didn't know. I mean, he hit two bombs. He hit one out of Fenway the other night. I don't know. I didn't know there was beef outside of just mm. like general rivalry stuff. Yeah, and the Red Sox are done. I mean, they've, they've been, they're out of it, right? Seems right because the Orioles and the Jays are the only ones like fighting. Well, and the Jays are no, it's the Orioles and and Orioles and Orioles, Tampa and Blue Jays are tied for the wild card. They're battling for the the like the spots, but they're like right next to each other, including Tampa. Uh, Blue Jays won last night. Orioles, I think, are are the are the closest out of, outside looking in, and they're six games back. Oh, I see what he's saying. So this is it's not smoke as in like beef. Once again, slang out there. Apparently, there's smoke that Aaron Judge is going to sign with the Red Sox after this season. And he was asked about it straight up last night and didn't really, like, deny it. Like, kind of, like, smiled and, like, kind of evaded the question. So smoke isn't, like, beef. Smoke is in, like, well, it does smoke mean screen. beef, but smoke is in, like, there's, where there's smoke, there's fire. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I had not heard that, but that would suck for my boy Dylan Lawson because he's, I mean, 
coaching the man to potentially the AL home run record, and then he might lose him a year later. And we all know it's because of Dylan Lawson. It's all Dylan. It's all Dylan. It's all for you, Dylan. He is the Yankees, pretty much. He is. Texas, the Nico version of that song is great. I love its placement in Royal Tenenbaums. I do, too. I don't know. All the music in Royal Tenenbaums is great. I need to rewatch that movie just to see. I'm worried, though, because you, you've done better with television recommendations than you have movies with me. Yeah. Even though one was a TV movie. Yeah. <laughs> Explain that one. <laughs> uh, Texas says, this is not a story that you should repeat, TK, talking about your high school party story. Um, Why not? Texas says, Trevor was trying to go no cap at a high school party. <laughs> no, I wasn't that. I'm not that dirty old man. Texas says, it took 26 years before you were at the cool kid party, and you were only 26 years older than all of them. <laughs> Texas, the party came to me was basically the plot line of the To Catch a Predator series. <laughs> Texas says, when do we discuss the Steve Alford plea? By the way, your take on Dismissed with Prejudice was not correct. No, I was wrong. It was the exact opposite. Well, you didn't know either. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I was informed. I'll uh, give a shout out to my man, Yates, who did text me, and then I Googled and searched it and checked, yes, without prejudice it means to dismiss uh, permanently. Was dismissed with prejudice. Which is, I'm sorry, yeah, with prejudice, yeah. yeah. That was the, the Fred Calgo case. It's gone. It's done. Dismissed with prejudice. No settlement. Boom. Uh, text, oh, this is Angry Guy. Angry Guy. I texted back to him yesterday. I saw. Yeah. Uh, he says, they beat LSU. Y'all got embarrassed by Syracuse. If they want to be chesty, let them. These favorites this season that have been unanimously picked seem like they mostly lose. So take that for what it's worth. People don't lose. Well, he's not that mad. He's not that angry today. That was a, a level-headed take. I mean, I feel like he just like stated some like obvious points, and then yeah, nothing. I, mean, I was just expecting he's like they beat LSU, y'all got embarrassed by State. Yeah, maybe I accurate. calmed him down yesterday by replying to him. LSU also not ranked. So. You know, called me a stupid meat boy. He called better than what he called me. <laughs> he called me a what he called me a lazy RB meat boy. Is what he called me. He called me soft in one test, and then a, a p, the p word the very next yeah. one. Yeah, Terrence, we need to get Little John to perform at halftime this Friday. We need to get Archie to perform at halftime this Friday. Well, that's going to be Bring Archie. Is, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I forgot. I was like, I don't I'm know. Sorry. I don't know where you're going with this. But, man. We had a whole show about that. <laughs> yeah. That's my, my condolences. I mean, uh, it hasn't been that long ago, dude. I forgot. Um, let me do CGI. Why Little John, though? I don't know. Is there, uh, yeah, I didn't know. Was there some connection there? I mean. Not sure. Can we have the Billboys come out and do We Ready in honor of Archie? Yes. Yeah, Harlow, Luke, Luke Whitehead show. Harlow could do we right. Harlow, yeah, Harlow and the homies. They can make it happen. Yeah, Texas Deion Sanders is FSU's Kenny Payne. Uh, yeah. I think it's more like he's their Jeff Brown. Yeah, I think I, that that sounds more yeah accurate too. I agree because I mean the Kenny because because Deion. I mean for what you, for what you can argue, Deion's been a head coach. He's had zero experience before he even became a head coach. I mean they brought him right off the street, right? I, I know he coached like his kids' AU teams and stuff. I think that was his only coaching experience. Okay, I, I've coached yeah. Little League. Okay, that doesn't mean I have coaching experience. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's, I coached St. Matthews All Stars to back to back championships. Does that mean I'm, does that mean I have coaching experience? No. Okay. <laughs> Can it? Because I'd like to be able to claim it. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he was the coach, head coach at Prime Prep Academy. Yeah, that doesn't Triple A Academy. Yeah, school he created. And then Trinity <laughs> Christian School in Texas. Before he got the job at Jackson. Yeah, State. so he's pretty much, I mean, even though he's got a head coaching experience opposed to Kenny's not, I mean, it's 
Kenny's experience trumps his. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think he would be more of your Brom than your... But they both do kind of fall into the same I mean, alumni. He's more of a Penny Hardaway than a Kenny Payne <laughs> in terms of coaching experience. Well, yeah. Except, except they made they brought Penny right up instead of making him go coach, you know, Arkansas Little Rock or something. True. Yeah. Uh, Texas, the IARP ruling should be any day now, right? 90 days. It should be. It should be, I think... I think the actual date, if it follows the NC State timeline exactly, will be like three weeks from now, early October. But didn't we do the math on this originally? We did. I think it was October like twelfth was the. Was that right? So it was I'm like three and a half. I'm weeks. assuming that's a Friday. The sooner the better, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. For one reason, just to you know, we've been waiting for this for five years. Just get this over with. Let's figure out what we have to deal with, and we'll deal with it. Two, if we are in fact getting a single postseason ban. Tell me now. Well, you want it to be for this upcoming season as opposed to next season. When you hopefully kill it with this recruiting class in 2023, you hopefully have a team that is, on paper, a little bit stronger than this year's team appears to be. No, I, this team could definitely overachieve. I'm not saying that. But if you could take it one year or the next, you take it right now. You don't want this to derail you know, a year from now, derail an entire recruiting class, and set you back even further than you already are. You want to go ahead and take the punishment as soon as possible. So. Yeah. I've said this before, I'll say it again. The worst case scenario is Louisville go- gets into November. They, I mean, let's say we, they, we lose one of those first three games before Maui. We look bad in Maui. It's very clear that we're not going to be like an NCAA tournament caliber team. And then the IRP drops the hammer and we get a postseason ban for 2024. Because then you, you've, you're already in the middle of a season that feels like a no win. And you have a whole nother lame duck season coming that wrecks your recruiting. Like that's disaster scenario. So get this done. Like get, get it together. Give us the ruling, whatever it is. Just you've had six bleeping years. Tell us. God, drive me crazy. <laughs> it's sad is that you. Some people would hear that out of context, and be like, "Oh, somebody's over exaggerating." He's no. not. It's basically. It's almost literally been six years. Texas said, "Did Trevor just say rivalry?" Rivalry? One of one of my Kripke from uh, from Big Bang Theory over here. <laughs> Maybe. Rivalry? Did I say rivalry? I didn't. I didn't catch that. And I might have. Wesley Webbit. Texas says, "Not sure if you guys can see pics on the text line, but if you can, who is this guy with LLS?" Okay, they sent that person sent that yesterday at the end of the show too, and I didn't. I didn't reply because I'm horrible at faces. I meant to ask you about that. Do you know who? I thought for a second it was Bryant Northern, but it's not. No, it's not Bryant Northern. He's in jail, isn't he? No, he's out. He was, he goes to some of those things. Does he? Okay. He uh, he's got a kid who's like a like a really good high school. Oh, you player. know, I think I did hear yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who that is. I wasn't sure either. I'm not sure. He looks taller than Ellis, though. But it's, it's kind of hard to tell at that angle. He definitely is. Yeah, that's definitely not Brian Northern, because Northern would have been Northern six one smaller yeah. than Ellis. He was listed at six one, which means he's probably six foot. Yeah. Texas says, Louisville's on a collision course with finding a true rival in the ACC. The only variable is time. <laughs> I mean, by the way, great text. But that's still, I mean, that's, that's the truth. I mean, we just have to be here long enough to form one. I mean, when we have, like you said, we have it. And yeah. It's just, yeah. I think, I think Florida State, I, I don't know. Maybe they don't look at us as one, but I think if there is a robbery, it, for us to be them. And they definitely don't look as, at us as the, one. The in problem football. is, is, like you said, they've been in ACC long enough that they already have robberies that are older than, than anything that we can bring to the table. For sure. So, I mean, I mean, we're never going to trump Miami. No, and probably not even Florida. We won't trump Clemson in football. Now, if you, if you want to do crossover sports, then we can do that. But the problem is, Florida State doesn't care at all about basketball. So no, that's true. You have to kind of find a fan base with a and a program with like a like-minded setup. 
which Syracuse, if they ever got better at football, and maybe they're on that road now, would definitely fit that bill. I mean, I think there's some heatedness between the two of us. And we had some, I mean, we had a great run. The rivalry, I thought, was like one of those kind of developing in the Big East. And we played them in two different Big East championship games, including the very last mm-hmm. one. We had a good thing in football where, I mean, you know, they beat us badly in the year we had been undefeated in they, 2012. They were kind of like, them and USF were headed kind of like, I know USF was only the one year, but still. Uh, I mean, yeah, we we had a couple of hiccups at Syracuse. Yeah. The, the 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 Bridgewater junior year, when we we they ended our they beat us on on military day and ended our undefeated run and that was soft, sophomore year. That was the, the sugar sophomore bowl, year. Okay, sugar bowl year. I couldn't remember. Uh, but they, you're right, you're right, because you're right. He left after. But year, there were a lot so. of times when even when we beat them, it was closer than it should have been. Like th- that was yeah. where Brom got hurt um, in the Hunter Cantwell season when we lost in the yeah. Gator Bowl. Like we had a lot of games against kind of like USF. It's a good point where like it was always it always felt tougher than it should have. To beat yeah. them, and then basketball, they were always good. So, and basketball, I think the, 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 what helped the rivalry was Patino being the New York guy, and his connection with Bayheim as well. Like that, I think that obviously added yeah, it to it for sure. Texture says, and this is a, I mean, props to this guy for knowing. If you're talking about the LLS photo that they posted on Twitter, I believe that former walk-on Roy Sutton, he coached more high school recently, like Dwayne Sutton's dad or something. I don't know. I've never heard of Roy. We Sutton. had a rock on, walk on name. Rock on. We had a walk on named Roy Sutton. Roy Sutton. This guy could have been making that up totally. I just, I'm, I'm buying in. I believe you. I mean, Pick- should I even bother googling that? Because I feel like that's. Uh, I believe him. I, I'm gonna believe him too. I sure. believe him. Yeah. Texas. What about Wake Forest? Is the program that thinks they're we're their rival and we don't. We've seen this before. I think neither one of us want to be rivals with the other. Because Wake wants to be rivals with like the other the big tobacco road. I think schools. they're already too busy, yeah, playing little brother to the right. tobacco road. You're they want right, like yeah. Carolina's attention and Duke's attention yeah. and NC State's attention, and we like we're like, please God, just don't make us rivals. It's like you go to a new school and the nerd sits with you at lunch, and you're like, please God, don't let anybody think that we're friends. Like, like just don't. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here, but I don't. Wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to be the one who's associated with you. Like, don't don't make this weird. You went to the wrong school, Wagner. They weren't nice about it. They told you. <laughs> they get up, Trevor. Leave. I'm like, okay. Texas says angry dude for sure took roids in high school for wrestling and has small mar- marbles because of it. <laughs> Dudes text have mad micro marble energy. <laughs> Stay up the juice, buddy. Texas says if you guys ever sell Mike Rutherford show T-shirts, the quote "words matter, Trevor" would be perfect. <laughs> I would definitely pay for the YouTube cameras. Words matter. words matter, Trevor! Exclamation point. It's a great quote. It's a great punchline. <laughs> uh, Indiana Larry texted and just said Jerry Claiborne. I don't know what that was in relation to. Oh, that's that's the coach. Thank you. Indiana oh, the Maryland Larry. Coach. Yeah, the Maryland Claiborne. Coach thank you. That had brain farted on like a. Like an idiot earlier. I, I, I'm you were so mad at yourself for forgetting yeah, that. Yeah, but he's a, he's a legendary because I mean because I remember when they hired Rich Brooks, I was like, there here they go going to the retread again and hiring a coach who was legendary at another school. He won a national title at Maryland. Give yourself a break. He was it's successful okay. at, at Kentucky. I mean, he because uh, he took over for the guy who got the '77 coach that got in trouble. Well, now I'm breaking apart on his name now. And now you're going to be mad at yourself again? Yeah. Deluki or something like that, I think it's called. Frank something. We love uh, paying respects to the other UofL programs. We talked about volleyball at the beginning of the show. A huge matchup tomorrow afternoon while we'll, we'll be on the air. Uh, Louisville Field Hockey, which is undefeated number four in the country. They're hosting number two in undefeated North Carolina out there at Traeger Stadium. I think 3 o'clock is when that game is going to take uh, place. So if you can make it out there, wasn't why the, not? Wasn't that the name of the Super and Friends? 
Trigger, you've said this before. Oh, crap. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay. Uh, it's okay. Uh, Trigger Stadium is where the field <laughs> hockey team plays. Make it out there. Hey, why not turn it into a full day? Go out there, support the field hockey team, then just walk over to, to Cardinal Stadium, yeah. start tailgating for the Florida State game. Make it, you know, just get drunk. It's great. Celebrate a, a couple of huge Cardinal victories. Tomorrow, again, we are on 3-6. to six. We'll be at the OG Studio in Jeffersonville. Get drunk. If we, if we win tomorrow, we got. We, I feel like we have to keep doing this. I feel like we have to go over to the OG Studios every Friday until we lose a, a game. I know we play South Florida on Saturday next week, but I feel like this has to become a thing. I mean, I'm not. If we win, I'm. I'm I haven't shaved or gotten a haircut since the Syracuse game. I have to get Torchy's tacos every Friday. I mean, a little Culver's. I got that last. Does week. that show just how like slow my beard comes in though? Like I haven't shaved since the the right before the uh, Syracuse game. You're definitely not like a, it doesn't come in very. It's fast. not a Santa beard. No, you don't. No. Oh, Santa. it takes a while to come in. I'm a, I'm a slow. That's that's why I've always been lazy about shaving too. It's a slow. I'm a slow grower on the beard. It's a slow burn. It it's is a slow burn. But we'll be on 3 to 6 tomorrow. The 5 or 6, six hour will be the pre-pre-game show, which you can catch on our stations and also 970 WGTK. Not sure what happened there. I'm, 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 I'm messing with the pin. Okay. And it hit the thing, and it slid and hit your meter, and it moved it all the way up. Gotcha. Tonight, yeah. uh, 8-15, Prime Video is the only place you can catch this I've game. I've got Prime Video. Do you? you? I do. We're both going to be able to watch. Yeah. Chargers on the road taking on the Chiefs. Kansas City is a four-point favorite. Trevor Kelsey, who you got? Ooh. <laughs> Um, Chargers take the take the Chargers plus four. Chiefs win by three. Ooh, I'm hoping this is gonna be a good game. I'm loving this. This is gonna be should be a fun fun game to watch. I'm up against Mahomes in fantasy this week. I'm hoping he does not do what he did last week. He I was mean, my preseason MVP. I love how I was like he's my MVP pick. They won the Super Bowl, and I just didn't draft him. I could have. I don't know what I'm doing. If there's anybody that's gonna allow some defensive matchups in AFC West games, and they're gonna be few and far between. San Diego, I mean, they they bolstered that defensive line, our deep defense this year in, in offseason, going and get Cleo Mack and Gilmore. And, I mean, you've got, obviously, Asante Samuel, J.C. Horn. I mean, J.C. Horn, he plays for Panthers. Uh, but Asante Samuel stepping up. I mean, they've, they've got they've got a nice little young defense in there. I'm going Chiefs 31, Chargers 27. Push on the spread. Push Chiefs the spread. win the game. Uh, everybody have a fantastic Thursday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow for game day, Louisville, Florida State, tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Have a wonderful Thursday. Rolling me down the highway, moving ahead so life won't pass me by. Like a north wind whistling down the